Warning, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based on psychic impressions and true life events that may be potentially frightening and or disturbing to some viewers. Any of the information that is shared in this production should not replace the advice of medical professionals and is intended for general purposes only. Viewer discretion is advised. Hey, Chastity. Yes? What's the name of this episode? Get ready to divulge into some hocus-pocus shit with the Sanderson sisters. Ooh, uh, yes. Yeah, so not really. We're not going to watch the movie, but uh, actually what I'm referring to is our special guest today. So our special guest is Veronique. She is one of our friends, and she does practice her own form of witchcraft. So we've been waiting to kind of cover... Um, the craft, you could say, in a way of light, people that work um, on the lighter side of this craft, because a lot of people are interested in learning a little bit more about being a witch. So we decided to bring on our friend Veronique. She's super special, awesome. Uh, and we call ourselves jokingly the Sanderson sisters, uh, just basically because we thought we're weird. I don't know. But, but we enjoy it. And I made even a reface app of me and Emily and Veronique, and it was hilarious. So we got a kick out of it, but we're not watching the Hocus Pocus movie today. We are going to be talking to Veronique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's going to be like a basic, um, I guess you could say, introduction to um, becoming a witch. And she's got some good tips and tricks for people that may be interested and, you know, kind of taking some of the stigma off the word witch or witchcraft because um there's a lot of different things you know that kind of go around on the witch talk and other places and you know some people really just enjoy working with elements in nature and veronica is one of them so we're super excited to have her but yeah so we have like a two-hour interview ahead of us so we're going to go ahead and jump right on in to this week's experiences emily what do you got for us so I was helping somebody with a situation and I learned that so if you cleanse your space wrong, if you have portals in your space, those portals can move just like entities or negative energy if you don't cleanse your space right. So for example, let's say you have negative energy in your house and you only cleanse one room, then it pushes it out of the room but it's still in the rest of your space or house. So now with the portal, same thing. They cleanse their space and it pushed the portal into different, well, there was two portals. It pushed the portals into different rooms. And they're like, what? And I'm like, cause you didn't cleanse properly. And so I learned that today. Well, and two, you know, even if you cleanse properly, sometimes portals have to be closed uh, energetically. Yes. And if you don't have the capabilities to close portals energetically, then they're still going to be there because it's everything to do with the energy grid lines and all that kind of stuff. Like it's a plethora of information. Mm -hmm. And we may or may not talk about more of that before the end of the season, actually, even though we have a couple guests we have. So this is like what um, episode 28. So we've only got two episodes after this. And I think we might end up talking about that a little more as a, 
preface to the last episode, but that's all I'm going to say because I don't want to spoil it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're not going to open a portal and come visit people or anything. Nothing crazy. Well, I mean, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Is there any other experiences you would like to share? Um, I don't think so. How about you? Okay, so two weeks ago, I was talking about uh, being at my friend's house and how his dog was acting funny and wouldn't go over across the street. There's like a big field and two churches or whatever. Well, he likes to go to the across the field to the woods line to do his business, right? This little dog is like, a, we call, I call him Oreo. His name's Oreo, but I call him Oreho because he's always running the streets, right? <laughs> he's, he's a small dog. But Oreho normally gets around and he's not scared at night, you know, and I've seen coyotes and everything. But this dog, like the last couple times before I uh, commenced to clearing that area from the spiritual activity that I was seeing in my mind's eye and the dog was feeling, um, the validation point is the dog is now finally going back across the street into the field because that's where I opened the portal up to cross over or help to cross over some of the spirits that were there. Um, I know that sounds wild since we're talking about portals. It's kind of on theme and that was not on purpose. Uh, <laughs> didn't even correlate that till right now. But yeah, so doing better. Dog's doing good. He's chilling out now. He feels like he's a lot less anxious because he was definitely very anxious before. Um, then, let's see. I was reviewing a deck that I received in the mail this week. <laughs> Um, it's a pretty cool deck, and I don't know how much I can say about that deck, but some weird shit happened when I got it. You can say some more if you want. Okay, so Emily sent me her uh, tester deck for a card she's been working on for like two years now. Uh, and one? Uh, oh, I thought it was two. You've been working on this deck ever since I've been talking to you. Okay, but I didn't start Twitter. it, start it. Until well, from con for like excuse year. me, <laughs> <laughs> the con from conception, it's been it's been like two years. So definitely give yourself credit because that means you've taken your time to think mm -hmm. about it and to work through it. Well, um, and I think that's a good thing for sure because you want to take your time. Don't want to rush it. It's it, it's easy mm -hmm. like projects and stuff, but it's well it's been well worth the wait. I'll put it to you that way. And I was like checking, I'm checking them out because I've got some things I'm going to help her do with the deck, like uh, different processes and procedures and stuff that goes goes along with Oracle cards, right? So I'm not going to get in all the, the scoop here. But I will say that after I set the deck down, after I went back through them, I cleared them um, and I was going to use them soon. I told her that I was going to start validating some of my old cases with them. And I literally set my phone down. I was holding it in my hand, typing something. And I was typing on my computer. No, I set my phone down to from messaging her that. And I was typing on my computer and my phone was face up next to me about three inches away from my hands. I watched my phone screen swipe. And the haunted, uh, I don't know the exact name of the app, but it's an app where you can look up haunted locations. Maybe I should insert the name of that app here in case they want to sponsor us for giving mm -hmm. them a shout out. Maybe I'll just look at the name real quick. Hold on. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But it's called, it's called Haunted or Not. 
So it's an app mm-hmm. that you can download and find haunted locations around the United States and maybe even more now. Anyways, uh, it's kind of interesting the name of the app is Haunted or Not because that's kind of what Emily's cards <laughs> portray. <laughs> Am I haunted or not? Um, in a way, in a vague way. But that app just opened up on its own. Um, I watched the shit slide. I watched the app open up. Um, and there is really no delay on my phone. My phone is pretty lightning fast. I have an S22 Ultra. It's not low on memory. Um, I even tested it. And I mean, I had set it down within five seconds and it did this. Unless my spirit sausage, sausage fingers like drifted over there in spirit and I did it myself. I'm not quite sure how it happened. Now, do things like this happen sometimes? Yes. But I think it's just kind of interesting that I was messaging Emily about my intentions with these cards. And yeah, and they also have, um, when I first got them, they had like a vibration to them. They were um, tingly. I know that sounds weird. Sometimes you can pick up on the energy of a deck. Uh, when you get them, uh, especially if, you know, you're an intuitive person that's been working with decks for a while, you can kind of feel the energy with them. But um, it was definitely kind of a prickly type vibrational energy associated with them. So me and Emily are going to explore this more to see why, when, where, and how that could have possibly happened. Let's see, two or three nights ago, I ended up going to sleep and taking a little nap and I slept for an hour and a half and I woke up approximately at 7.30ish. Eastern Standard Time. This is important. (laughs) And I tell my fiance, I tell my son, and I tell Emily that I had the strangest dream. And this is, it's kind of funny. It's, it's really somewhat funny, but then it turns not so funny. I am, I'm in the dream and I'm in like this dark, black, long, singular tunnel, but it has different wings off to the side. It's definitely underground. It's a square tunnel. There's rooms and there's hallways off to the side, but there was an objective and I just knew this objective. And I just knew that I was a part of some type of paranormal investigation headed by Colin from the Paranormal Files. (laughs) fucking wild but anyways I just knew and there was these other people around me and the whole purpose was to make it down this hallway it's just a straight shot and they had some like tiny little lights off to the side so you could see a little bit but the whole goal of this like paranormal it was almost like a haunted house type thing but it wasn't it was just like a a place that had paranormal activity And the goal was to get to the last room at the end of the tunnel without a flashlight. And if you did, you like basically won. You get the bragging props of making it to the end of this haunted tunnel with the lights off. And at the end, there was like a little um, concession area that had like free snacks. So everybody was um, as like a congratulatory thing. You could have a drink and a snack. Well, as I was walking through this tunnel with other people, I started seeing like what I thought was Halloween props in the rooms and it wasn't they were like nurses and and one of them was a nurse and I can't tell you what the other one was she was literally sitting there in her chair in her office and she was like the old-timey nurse with the white like skirts and the white hats and stuff it was like the silent hill nurses kind of but she had it, it wasn't as creepy but they had the white skin almost jokery like like the dark night like joker stuff around their mouth and I'm like whoa that's a little creepy then I saw another like human spirit flicker and I don't I can't she wasn't a nurse it was something else she was wearing different colors so I start picking up my pace going down the hallway I make it to the end of the to the concession area everybody's already in there celebrating because I ended up like slowing down and taking my time 
and even they had like a cooler with a couple beers in it that looked like they had been raided and this one guy got the last blue moon and I could smell it in my dream and I'm like this is so fucking weird because I mean I did I knew I was dreaming like when I was consciously I understood that I was dreaming but I wasn't aware I was dreaming I don't know how else to explain that I just knew it wasn't real um but anyways everybody starts heading out of the tunnel and it's still pitch dark and everybody starts running because it's super creepy on the way back because you've already made it through well now you got to face what's behind you which is even scarier in my opinion so the all these people were like running and i was one of the last ones i'm like y'all motherfuckers ain't leaving me so i started running and in my dream i could run <laughs> i could not do i could not run that whole tunnel in real life y'all i'm sorry i can't uh, not ashamed to say it either, but <laughs> I run out of the tunnel and um, it, it brings us out into some grass. And then up on the top of the hill, there's like a little store and it has an inside outside area, a place to hang out. And everybody was up there and everybody was like leaving and stuff. And most people had already left. And here I am, one of the last ones again. And this young girl, there's, I was sitting with some girl, I think her name was Kate or Katie or Catherine, one of those names. This young girl comes out of the tunnel, up the hill, screaming her name. And I'm like, what is going on? And I look, and there's a tornado uh, behind the trees. And the tornado is, like, coming our way. And it didn't matter where I ran, where I tried to hide. This tornado was coming after my ass. And it was really big at first. But then it got the tunnel got smaller and smaller until it was, like, just a pencil. And it hit me, and I woke up. I told everybody within 15 minutes about my dream because it was pretty vivid and I could smell in it and stuff. And I said to everybody, I said, watch, there's, there's going to be tornadoes today somewhere. Well, guess what? Within 15 minutes of me waking up and telling everybody my dream, about 45 minutes after I woke up and had done told everybody, I typed in tornadoes uh, warnings in the area and it was in Michigan. And um, I was actually able to verify that there are underground tunnels where very, very close to where the tornado hit. So that's kind of what we were going to talk about. I've, and I have to tell y'all now, I could have left it out, but we've already talked about it in the other part of the podcast. So no, that was a lot, but it was really wild. Mm -hmm. So it happened within 15 minutes. And I, I've done that before with volcanoes. Mm -hmm. um, I'm pretty sure uh, in Asia and like those, the islands in um, Asia. Mm -hmm like the Philippines and stuff. Like I've done that with volcanoes before. Like I'd wake up and I'd be having a dream. I was over there and there would be a volcano erupting. And then I would check on Google and there would actually be a volcano erupting. So that was some like live uh, premonition shit because within 15 minutes of me waking up from that dream, there was. So mm -hmm. anyways, but yeah. And then I know I had some other experiences, but I can't remember. And there are some that I cannot share because I don't have permission to. So I want to respect people's privacy. Um, and I do just want to add, I know we were talking about the Maui fires and it's still, things aren't going the way that they really should be. Um, I just got a couple things for the people that may be interested and I'm going to keep it very brief. Um, I really strongly feel like this, there's something way more to this this, I don't think it was just an accident. I'm not saying that it was anything super far-fetched or scientific, but something's just not right, and I'll leave it at that. I'm going to keep most of my other opinions to myself, um, so people can insert however they feel about that, you know, uh -huh. but um, 
definitely many prayers for them. Uh, there's a don't wait. I actually probably put the link to the uh, GoFundMe that is set up by um, a guy that lives locally and he's going to have everything. Um, he's going to, he has lawyers and everything working with him to make sure he does, he, he does what he's supposed to do with the money. Like there's a bunch of backup information, um, but I'll put the donation link in our description, show's description to help out the people of Maui because like right now he's using, I think his own money and he's docking it down to like help people pay their rent and like their mortgages and stuff. So their land can't be taken from them. And I'll put a link to his YouTube channel down there too, okay. because he's trying to do some good things. Like he's, he's day and night. He was a real estate agent, but now this has happened. So his channels kind of changed into this, um, you know, these efforts to help the people of Lahaina. Um, but the other thing that I got, and I want to be kind of careful how I say this, there's certain people that were put in positions in uh, the, in a, not necessarily a government position, but a justice position on the island that also worked for another city a few years ago that ended up having a scandalous, um, how would you call this, Emily? <laughs> How could I put this without? I mean, it is kind of, it is pretty much a scandal. Yeah. So in Las Vegas, this certain uh, judicial position, I guess you could say, maybe that's it. Something like that. Yeah. He ended he ended up working um, in uh, Las Vegas and there was some really sketchy shit covered up in Las Vegas that went down. And now he is located in Maui and this who a lot of people are upset with right now because of the blockades and everything well I got clearly he is a plant he's a pawn whether he whether he's 100% aware of it or not I think he is uh, he knows his mission he had a mission when he went there I don't know how long but spirit clearly shows me because even he got a raise he he, ha he makes like $200,000 a year now Dang. That's a lot yeah, for he, what he does. Yeah, I think it was like a fifty or eighty thousand dollar raise, and this was shortly before all this happened. So you just look into this man's eyes, and I'm not naming names or positions, but I hope everybody's catching my drift here. Just take a look and peer into this man's eyes and see what you see. Because and when I did, like all this information flooded to me about his personality and stuff. But to end that on a light note. It's not. It's a heavy note, but I hope it provides comfort to somebody that may be upset or, or really like emotionally uh, disturbed by what they're seeing. Um, even though it's a tragic situation, when I started hearing about the children and everything, uh, I got a vision of an angel like walking ahead of the basically the firestorm because that's what it became. And the people that could not escape. And she, I say she, I, there was a feminine energy to it. Um, it was like the angel was walking in ahead of the blaze and grabbing the children and pulling them out. So what I mean by that is sometimes when people have tragic passings, you're sometimes pulled out of your body. Your spirit leaves your body before you feel that type of pain. Um, that's something I learned from a very well-renowned medium, not somebody like super duper on TV, but they've been on TV. Um, I learned that from 
a medium, I'd say about three years ago, and it makes a lot of sense. And that's exactly what I saw happening. Uh, the angels was going around to the children and pulling them out. And then I saw children, big and small, and adults in the background because I was focused on the children. I saw them standing in light with an angel on each side, basically like just in the light, um, showing that, you know, they're okay. The ones that, you know, obviously passed. And that was very emotional because kids are soft. Old people and kids are soft spots for me. Um, you know, people that can't help themselves. So, um, I just wanted to share that couple, those couple of little things I got, I didn't really do a big channel, you know, on this. It's so, you know, so much going on, but I just wanted to add that in there about the Maui fires and something I saw. And Emily did a video on it, mm -hmm. uh, too. She did a channeling video. If y'all are interested in checking it out, um, just one spoiler alert. She saw the same thing, similar. It's not exactly the same, but she saw a similar vision, and then I was talking to my friend, Rochelle, the psychic sleuth, or I was actually watching her video. And then I talked to her about it. Um, I hadn't even spoke to her and she saw the same thing about the group of people standing in the light. So there's a significant message that goes behind that. Um, and, you know, it might mean something different to different people, but there is a message behind that imagery. You've got multiple psychics seeing the same thing. That's mm -hmm. how you know something's you know, I wanted to add something that I forgot um, with that, with my uh, experiences slash news for this week, because I did do that channel and I got a lot of information. But one thing I want to add, and I think it's important to add this for the healing of those people and the families of the people, even people that don't live there, but have family that do. I was speaking to a nature deity and she pretty much was saying how her and other deities and nature spirits are working to help heal the land, but also the people and all of the trauma that they experienced and that these people are very, very important to these beings, that they're very important to these deities and that the deities just wanted to say like, how much they appreciate them and how much they love and cherish them and that they are looking after the deceased, the animals that have been, you know, killed, injured, and whatever else. They just wanted to make sure that they knew that, you know, they're in good hands. They're working on healing them. They're taking care of those who didn't make it and that they love them. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. I just wanted yeah. to make sure. I don't know how much a Hawaii listens to our podcast, but, you know. Yeah, but I think this is, I mean, yeah. I mean, if anybody does listen, you know, we're so sorry that that happened to you. And even the people that are just invested emotionally in it. Like, I can't, I would like to donate, but I can't donate. But I can tell everybody else where they can. And I can spread the word at the very least. So I'm trying to do my due diligence because, you know, it is part of the USA and a lot of people are having issues at this point because things aren't happening fast enough, but we're quick to send money elsewhere. And I can agree with that. So this mm -hmm. is our way of giving back. You know, if we, if I can't, you know, donate money, then I can at least spread the word. Right. So yep, I think it's important. And I think that's an important message overall. Um, I think that's why we keep seeing, you know, them in the light, like 
there's a lot of things. And the, I guess the last thing I'll add is, is, you know, they're talking about the land grabs and stuff. Oh, yeah. I did a little domain. Yeah. And I did a little prophesizing. But yeah, so I did a little prophesizing on a YouTube video. It just came out of nowhere. So I wrote it down because they're talking about um, the company BlackRock trying to buy the land out. So if um, I'm alive and well, and I, before I say what I'm about to say, I'm alive, I'm well, I'm healthy, and I'm happy. So we're just going to say that before I say this. Um, here's my intuitive thoughts about this particular company wanting to come in and buy the land. And I'm reading you what I wrote very briefly. This company has al already has a percentage of land in mind they want in this area. And if they do not get it, I feel like they are going to assist the politicians to deem the land unsafe and too toxic to live in. Okay, this is a prophet prophesizing. This is like futuristic stuff. Uh, there's a potential for this. Okay, and it will belong to the government then. And then there's going to be some type of big like recovery for Lahaina. And then the government's going to own it so the government can choose what to do with it. It can either become like a national park or it can be owned by this big company. And the, if they get what they want, they're going to own the percentage of land they want to own in this area, basically. Um, and they already wanting to spray like this, I think it's like this pinky, sticky polymer-like material on top of the disaster areas which is, a, they're technically crime scenes. They could be considered crime scenes right now, and they're not supposed to do, but they're, they're wanting to do it to try to keep all the ashes and stuff from being up in the air because it's toxic there right now. Like, not a lot of people are talking about the toxicity of this area, um, but it's very toxic. And, um, yeah, they're right next to the ocean. This can go in and create, like, another whole environmental disaster if this gets out of hand. Um, but the one thing about this company... The last thing I'm going to say is their name, a black rock, like, you know, like obsidian and tourmaline and all that kind of stuff. Well, in a spiritual sense, a black rock is absorbent of all energy. It takes away energy um, universally, like, and it, it just absorbs it, basically. And it will transmute it to a degree, but mostly it just absorbs it. And then the color black is voided of all light when you think of it in a spectrum. So just kind of looking into things maybe a little too deep, but um, some a lot of that stuff is kind of like, just take it as you will. But that company name, I, I was probably named after great grandpa black or something, I don't know. <laughs> but but um, I'm just saying it's kind of interesting when you think about it in that way. So to finish it off, that's a potential timeline again, predicting the future doesn't always come out as you see it because of the choices and the free will that we we make and that in some timeline that could have happened we might and I hope we follow a different timeline if anything I hope they try to restore the land and if they have to can you know make it or condemn it basically to be toxic hope they can clean it up and at the very least make it like a preserve you know I hope these people can get their land back but in the perspective of this company wanting this land, if they want it, uh, Spirit's telling me they can they can get it, depending on the choices and the free will of the people involved. So that's all I have to say about that. Louisiana's on fire. Spokane, Washington's on fire. Canada. Canada's still on fire. I think um, Greece. Greece is on fire now, too. 
There's a lot of, yeah, there's a tons of places, tons of places right now, which, yeah, I think it was Greece. Maybe it was Turkey too. Recently, there's been several fires, but anyways, I guess we'll go ahead and uh, quit our squawking, our hocus pocus. We're going to quit our hocus pocus. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we're going to go ahead and get into the interview with Miss Veronique, the anomalous witch. Come to me, children, and follow my way into the world of darkness and magic with all my power I'll show you the way to all your dreams hopes and everybody today we have a very special guest from what us americans say is across the pond we have veronique and we're going to go ahead and let her introduce herself veronique would you like to briefly introduce yourself your name your title and some information about you hi my name is veronique i am from the netherlands and i'm uh, a witch uh, practicing solitary witchcraft we're happy to have you veronique is one of our good friends I actually met Veronique, I would say, two and a half years ago now, probably. Maybe me three. And, maybe three, well, yeah. Me and Veronique have been talking actually longer than me and Emily have been chatting. And now we're just, we call ourselves the Sanderson sisters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh, Veronique, yeah, she's a good friend mm-hmm. of ours. We're happy to have her on today. Um, she's going to talk a little bit about some witchy things. We would definitely wanted to cover this topic because a lot of people that we know are interested in the craft or maybe um, you dabble in it and you don't even call it witchcraft. There's a lot to what a witch is and it's kind of what you make it to be. And Veronique's going to talk about that today for us, but we are going to stick to the roots of our origin stories for each one of our guests. So I'm going to ask Veronique, was there any paranormal or spiritual encounters that you had that would you would consider your origin story or point of origin where you kind of got into the paranormal and or spirituality field that you can think of in your life so when did it start like the age how did it start and like how did it start could you tell us a little bit about that yeah so it started very early on for me, I um, I was a cute little girl with uh, very dark brown hair and very light blue eyes. So um, most people I would encounter when I was like five or six years old, they told me I had uh, old soul eyes. So uh, that always stuck with me. And then uh, as you get older and older, you start to look up a little bit of the of the yeah you start to to googling. Uh, old soul eyes and then you came into um, old souls and and uh, uh, indigo children and stuff and right, that's right. really how it's how it how the flame got started like I always had I was always making mud pies in the sandbox and stuff and, and making potions and, and 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 being out in nature and stuff so that's really how it got started yep. yeah yeah that's re- really interesting because a lot of times people that 
start to practice their own craft. They don't even realize that they have those tendencies and ways of of a witch like I even myself have caught myself like I some of the things that I do like with candles and stuff like that it it can be considered witchcraft in certain terms but it just came natural to me but I have Appalachian roots um I was told by another medium that I have a lot of water witches in my family from the past so I think it's something that is uh potentially inherited either from our DNA or being the fact that you're an old soul. So that really resonates with me. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, so me, go ahead. To me too. As a as a child, I always had a different outlook on um on other things than other children. Right. And I think Emily, you can resonate with that too, can't you? Yeah, I mean, I did stuff similar to uh Veronique with like making potions and mud pies and stuff like that and kind of being isolated from a lot of people and for whatever reason people just didn't like me and so I spent a lot of time alone and yeah so I I get it yeah for sure I was very similar um I can resonate with all of that done all that myself like I think it's a trend honestly for people that end up going into stuff like this I don't know maybe it's just me but it's something I've heard across the board that there was always something different about folks that do the type of work that we do as a child like we just kind of were didn't fit in in a specific clique I guess you could say uh-huh. I, I, I think because the other children know we're vibing different like we're still vibing but we're, we're vibing different <laughs> right exactly 100 percent so what about the paranormal did you have any paranormal experiences when you were a child um, well um i used to oh god i used to have very bad nightmares uh one one nightmare i can remember is um that i was like um uh, you got like a bird's eye view of a foresty pinewood landscape and then all of a sudden there was uh, me, I was like like three, uh, a two, one inch tall. And uh, right before me was a wolf that was, uh, I don't know, like 30 feet tall. And then behind the wolf was a moon that was like 80 feet tall. So that always imprinted to me. And uh, I got so scared of wolves and, 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 and werewolves around that time. And um, then my mom was like, what if we get a dream catcher for you? They, they say it always works. So we bought a dream catcher. And since then, I've never had as many nightmares as before. So that's that's the first thing that stuck with me. <laughs> right. That makes sense. That's, I think I had some myself. It's not like really paranormal, paranormal, but it's 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 up there, you know, on the exactly. scale. <laughs> and then also, the, the I always, always in my old home, I always felt a... a I was always scared of the stairs. I was always scared that somebody was come rushing in. And I don't, it's not like zombies or, or, or anything, just, just a dead person. I don't know. I always got the feeling and I've never, never went back when I um, am in this stage now. So I never really know. I did see one time a cat walking around the house and I believe it was my parents' old cat who I've never met. So was it a great thing? um it was um it was like uh like a cat but like a, a white sheen like a white mist yeah and like but wispy like a wispy kind of whitish yeah, gray yeah. 
They're translucent, so, whitish gray. Yeah. yeah, it's so weird because um I I would say probably of uh, two years ago now, I was have I was seeing that cat of that kind of cat around my house. And somebody else that we actually interviewed in the in this season, uh, Silent Echoes, Kristen, oh, she yeah. was seeing it too. So I just I was just had to ask because we were all conversating and talking at this time. Yeah. So well, I was I just saw, curious. I saw it when I was like twelve. So right, <laughs> right. That's interesting for sure. And then in your teenage years, um, I know that you've told me a little bit about how you started getting more interested i'd say around what 15 16 17 years old you started getting yeah, interested yeah. into practicing your craft more um would you like to tell us a little bit about um how you got started uh practicing and also too if there was any paranormal experiences that came along with that yeah so around that time my um my niece died unfortunately she was uh, 25 she died of um uh cancer and um one thing that's that stuck with me also is uh when she um she got buried at the church so when she uh, took her coffin out from the church into the car to get to the cemetery yeah. um, it started raining so it oh, was wow. it was it was clear as day, nothing on the sky, nothing. And then as soon as the coffin hits the outside of the church, rainfall, the whole floor was covered. And then when she was in the car, nothing. It stops again. It never rained that day anymore. I, oh, wow. I got the chills. <laughs> I did. I, yeah, that was definitely, in my opinion, uh, spiritual, for sure. She, it was like a purification. She she was a very religious person. She had a rosebead tattooed on her on her uh, on her foot. She was very into and uh, into Christianity, and uh, oh god, I'm getting chills all over. So that's that's yeah. That's it's it's so weird. How how can it be raining on that specific area for less than ten seconds? Right, and the whole floor was covered, so there were big drops. It was to me, it was like she was crying from heaven. Like right, yeah, yeah. That's what's wild. Oh. You know, I remember you telling me about that because the me and Veronique met in a chat, I believe, on a certain YouTube channel that was a paranormal channel. And then we would kind of chat some more on another channel that was more of a psychic -y type channel. And that's how we met. And Veronique messaged me. <clears throat> and I don't know exactly what you said, but it was something along the lines of, so you're a psychic medium, huh? Could you give me a reading or something? It was in short. It was kind of like I wasn't that, that sassy. It was close. It was close. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, sure. Because at that point, like I, I, I really needed the practice. So a lot of times before I got, you know, as good, I'm not saying I'm like the best here. I'm just saying as, as I've got to the point that I am today where I can get information really fast, I was still like practicing myself then, even though I could do it, I didn't have the confidence. So by you doing that, you know, helped me along my journey. I just think it's really cool, but I actually picked up on your uh, niece. I think that day we talked about it. I saw a girl with long brown hair yeah, and this was, be, in, yeah. yeah. And we described like a guard. I, I don't know. You had me like uh, yeah, look into your house. My grandparents. Yeah. And that too. Yeah. yeah, that too. But you, um, had me describe like the house and stuff like that and then you asked me like well you can't see me like washing the dishes can you I'm like no 
because I was explaining about how remote viewing works and stuff. So that was like mine and Veronique's first conversation. <laughs> That's how it kind of <laughs> yeah. went. So I think we bonded over that conversation because we've talked ever since. Yeah, I don't I don't know. We, I just I just got the right vibes for you. Like we share the same values and morals. And, exactly. And I needed some some witchy ass friends. <laughs> so I was exactly. like, okay, why not? <laughs> yeah, and it's helped. And like we we push this a lot. And I'm not trying to get off, too off topic here, but you know, it really makes a difference for people like you know like us that have intuitive gifts and don't really have anybody uh, surrounding us in our local communities like in person it's been so helpful to connect with people and like find validation and relatability. And that is one of the reasons we do this podcast too, is for that, because there's so many people that have experiences and then you have like half the world calling you a fake and a fraud and you're stealing people's money and all this kind of stuff. In reality, no, we're just really trying to help people. And I don't know, not going to get too off subject, but yeah, would you like, to go ahead and tell us a little more about um or finish your story about how you got started into practicing your craft yeah well how I started uh, really started practicing um like I was I was a, I was a teenager I was going to puberty and everything sucked at the moment and I remember uh, sitting in class and like I gotta do something with my life what do I like the most and then I had a few um pins saved on Pinterest and I went through them and then I remember like taking the bus home for one hour and only sc scrolling down on Pinterest, saving things that would be interesting. And yeah, that's, that's, I, I, like I, I studied witchcraft for like a year first before I really started practicing it, just getting all the information and all the stuff. And at that time I was a little bit little bit evil fortunately right we all been there <laughs> right right but it was it influence was it like just because you were naturally drawn to darker things like you were into the paranormal um, or was it just something that you thought was how things were supposed to be no no it's definitely like I I wanted to be the rebel a bit you know I was into um, ghost bc that's a metal band satanic metal band <laughs> And right. they make very good music. The first album is still a favorite of mine. But right. um, uh, yeah, so I, I, I was dabbling in it. And, and all you could find on, on, on the interwebs was like 10 years ago. So it was even less than there is today. All you could find was always like dark magic because ooh, magic is dark and evil and bad and only yeah. for yourself. And so that's how I ventured into it. But um then I got uh, a very scary dream where I was uh, uh, to sign the book of the devil to sell my soul. And at that point, I woke up. I uh, turned my life around completely. I did a, literally a 180. And then I said, no, I'm going to use my witchcraft for good and not for evil. Right. Uh, Emily, you had a similar experience. Yes, but I wasn't doing like witchcraft things, but I did... I was put in a position where I got to see the big giant leather book and a demon pretty much blackmailed me into signing it and tried to threaten the lives of friends. And if I didn't, you know, do it, then he would hurt them. And right. I, 
knew like actually it was a trap but somehow my body moved on its own and I ended up signing it however I was able to reverse it and so I don't have that as a problem anymore but yeah right. yeah because it was not your it wasn't your free will no yeah I know that y'all had talked about that before and I just wanted to bring that up because I mean that's that's a terrifying experience and mm-hmm. I've had visions when y'all talked about it, I know I've had visions of it I can't say that I can relate to that one um at all but I can relate to the fact that like sometimes when I'm laying in between my awake and asleep state where I'm still conscious so like I still can hear everything that's going on around me and stuff I'll start having visions of different things and I'll be put in different scenarios and I've been put in scenarios where there'll be like a door in front of me and I'll have a being standing there they've came to me as like in hoods They've come to me as like beings of light and they try to get me to go through this door. Like the first time that I can remember, which I'm sure it wasn't the first time, but to my knowledge right now, actually was, it looked like an old castle door with a bunch of stone around it. And there was somebody in a cloak with like a staff and they're like, go ahead, you go on in there. All the dead are in there. You can go ahead and go on in. And I'm like, no, I'm good. (laughs) Turn around (laughs) and come back, you know? And then not too long after that, I was like, in the space of light and there was like these gates almost like heaven's gates in a way and then there was this being with like white short hair it was a woman and she had on these different types of clothing and she's like here just go through the door everything's fine and I'm like "Mm -mm, not falling for that one sorry not this time and she just looks (laughs) at me like with disappointment and just anger (laughs) and I'm like "Mm, yeah you're yeah this was not good at all so I've, I've had experiences like that and but be- like in that in-between state mm-hmm. and situations like that for sure so I, go ahead. I was gonna say I've had similar experiences with the damn portals and beings trying to get me to go through them or like um I'll be in a fight and then they'll escape through a doorway or like a portal knowing that I'll chase after them and they do it on purpose because they know I'll follow them and it leads it never leads anywhere good right I understand what you're saying yep. yeah and you know because there's a whole different space in in that realm of action I guess you could call it it's really hard yeah. to kind of label so once you turned your life around and like decided that you wanted to start using this craft for good um let's see how can I say this what are some of the things like what was the difference for you like what do you mind sharing like um some information regarding like the difference between the both because right now me and Emily we do some work in different Facebook groups and stuff and try to help people understand like you know you know it's our truth it's not their truth it's not absolute truth but we try to give people information and pointers and stuff and there's a lot of information out there that can kind of get twisted so to say would you like to talk about any of that and the way maybe you do certain things uh, versus the way that you did certain things that question makes sense yeah it makes sense so basically asking me to differentiate between good and evil (laughs) yeah just maybe like how your craft changed like what's the difference because I I truly don't I don't truly know honestly well, um, uh, dark or black magic is uh, really uh, self-centered. Even if you do it for other people, it's still self-centered. Um, and that means that uh, you will feed your ego 
And when you feed your ego, you fall into uh, uh, negative energies. So what I do now is uh, instead of wishing myself uh, uh, the best workday, I wish my colleague a best workday. And if I'm having a bad day, I wish myself still a good workday because I'm having a bad workday. So it's not to put positive on positive, but it's to, to make the worst like a little bit more positive. Like the, the craft is basically the same, but the intent is different. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes yeah? sense. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say like, because some people always have, okay, so you've heard dark magic, you've heard white magic, and you've heard gray magic. Yeah. Would you say, would you say the difference between all of them is just intent or is there more? Um. Yeah, it's, it's, well, let me. Let me get one thing out first. It's very uh, important. Uh, perception is all in the eye of the beholder. That's a very big, uh, big thing in witchcraft. Because um, if you see, uh, like, for example, if you see a dead animal, do you wish it dead because it no longer has to live pain? Or do you want to um, revive, not revive it, but do you want to help it get better? But it has to undergo a really long, painful way until it's better. You know, so it's there. There are like gray area ish somewhere, hmm. but um, the difference between dark gray and white, to me at least, is uh, dark magic is purely uh, self-centered, working with demons, working, uh, wishing bad ill upon people, doing curses, hexes, all that shizzle, um, in a bad negative way. And then the gray witches, um, they do some positive work and some dark work. So um, they be like uh, working on house spells and then suddenly um, you said something uh, in the wrong way or did something uh, to fuck them over. And then um, they curse you or they hex you, you know, a bit of both. Mm-hmm. And the good witches or the white witches, they... Um, they do not act out of anger, out of hate. I don't. I personally do not curse and do not hex because I don't believe in uh, a negativity uh, sending some other way. Um, mm-hmm. Like baneful yeah. magic, basically. Um, yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Okay, yeah, because I know I've used that term before. Um, what about, like, because I've heard of, like, uh, celestial witches, green witches. Would you mind giving us, um, if you know, like, the difference between some of the other ones, would you mind giving us some examples of some other types of witchcraft as well? Well, do you got an hour? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> However you'd like to sum it up. So I really, I really, really don't like um, the labels. Uh, every witch needs to be in a label these these days. And I just, I just, I don't believe in them. I practice alone. That's the only thing that stands. I, um, I get different topics from different genres of witchcraft, if you could say. So, um, for example, a green witch uh, could be interested in nature, in herbology, in um, talking to plants, to animals. Uh, connecting with the elements, speaking to elements. Um, celestial witch, I haven't heard of the term, but if I have to think of it, I believe um, uh, she's all into uh, like some some gods or goddess or, or higher vibing purpose chisel. <laughs> uh, 
Um, then you have rain witches or water witches who go absolutely nuts for an ocean or a <laughs> sea or the storm or rain or snow. Or it, it's really self-explanatory what, what the name is. Um, you also have uh, like shadow witches, I believe. They're all into the shadow work and don't really do much like normal witchcraft, but only like shadow work. So they look uh, deep inside themselves and see their own dark side and um, through questions and meditations, they try to work through that to become a better person. So it's not right. like they work in the shadow, but they work on their own shadows. Right. I've, I've learned um, a little bit about that myself. I find that one to be very interesting because you can actually start getting into like the archetypes and stuff too with that. I've just found that to be an interesting, um, I've, I've enjoyed reading about it and stuff of the such. And then like kitchen, we hear kitchen, which is like you said, the self-explanatory and oh yeah, kitchen witch. To, yeah, to put it in a here, I guess, I don't know if it's just in America, but a lot of people, basically what you're saying, if we had to group it together, even though I agree with you, I'm not big on labels too, because I think we're all individuals, but yeah. if you had to group it together, it would basically be like an eclectic, which is what I've I've learned. Um, if you're into yeah, like yeah, a bunch of true. different stuff, yeah. An so eclectic, an eclectic witch um, uh, draws topics and sources from all different kinds of things to put them in their own personal craft. So none. It should be so that um, uh, if you have uh, ten eclectic witches, they're all completely different all the ten. Because they have right. a very own specialized craft. Right, right. Um, what about, like, for you? I know um, where you're from. You take a lot of pride in your your history and your background. And, you know, it really resonates with you and is part of your craft and the form of divination you use. I know I'm going a little off with some of the questions, but it's just kind of coming to me here. I would like to know if you'd like to tell people about the type of divination you like to use like the runes and stuff because honestly I don't know I know some about runes but it's nothing I've ever practiced um would you like to tell us anything about that like how the runes work yeah well the the runes are a set of stones um with uh, symbols on them that um uh, link back to uh, Norse mythology it is believed to be one of the first um alphabets so um, the runes are an alphabet from uh, the Norse mythology. It is said to be one of the of Europe's first alphabets before the Romans came in. Um, uh, the runes are a set of stones with symbols on them, and each symbol has like a corresponding uh, energy to it. So it's not like um, tarot cards where each card has like a name and stuff, and um, uh, is is this kind of energy. But um, the runes are are more vague in that matter. Like they 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 only have 25, 26 runes, and in a deck there's like 80 cards or something. So you got to work with uh, less things but broader energy. So um, one of my favorite is uh, Rido, 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 and um, it's like an R. It's basically an R, but uh, way more pointy. And um, it stands for travel, but also for a chariot you take to travel and also a little bit for the horse you take with you on a travel. And so it, it can go all kinds of, of ways with that. 
Right, right. And you can actually, um, one of the things you've done for me is create like a protection rune where you use different runes to create um, a protection thing for me at some point. That was really cool. I actually like that, how you can do your own symbol. Mm -hmm. Would you mind yeah. elaborating on that briefly before we move on? Um, I uh, combine like uh, sigils and runes together. So it's, um, uh, it's maybe it's frowned upon, but for me it works. So instead of using um, a rune stave, so um, uh, normally you put runes um, like under each other uh, separately or alongside each other separately, but um, I'll I'll combine them. Like I literally, uh, when you needed protection for your car, I remember. So I made like almost a horse with runes. Yep. So it's, it was it's really a little cool. bit. It's a little bit different than uh, how, uh, how how really rune practitioners would use, but then again, this, the the staves come from I, I, an Icelandic book which they found, so it's also not really like a rune book. There's there's yeah there's just so little information on runes, so I I think it's open to interpretation. So that's why why I did it. Right, exactly, and one of the things I've understood about creating your own you, you create it's your intent so creating your own things like you know your own symbols for things and stuff it's just it's similar to me as like when I ask spirit to give me certain symbols for to mean certain things yeah, for example yeah, yeah. yeah like Emily uh she um has a certain thing for her ear ringing like she has a setup for that and it's oh, I yeah. think it's somewhat similar in a way it's not the same thing but it's the same principle Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, one subject that a lot of people are interested in, I found, is a book of shadows, which sounds kind of creepy. But once you, and I personally have looked into it, I kind of know what it's about. But for the listeners, could you tell us a little bit about a book of shadows? And is that something that you um, prefer to do or something you've started or have? Um, first off, uh, Book of Shadows is um, a book where you put your witchcraft journey into. So um, you can put everything in there. You can put your spells. You can use it as a diary. You can use it to plan out uh, what spells you need to do, when you need to do it. Um, basic information like on the elements and stuff is always in there. Um, it's it really you just start with with the basic elements earth wind fire and water and then you 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 write away in your book um, it's basically like a, like a journal for your right yeah and I actually learned that it come from uh, the Wiccan community like it actually isn't something super old I think the oldest form of if you're I've heard if you're not a part of the Wiccan community then it's called a grimoire maybe no, it doesn't matter. yeah because I me, have some to me it doesn't matter right right I understand what you're saying um like, so I was just curious of your take on that so yeah I understand okay like um for me you have um uh, a, a book of shadows that's where um yeah of course you put your shadow work and um your basic uh uh Travel like um, growing stuff, not like your personal growth stuff. Yes, and makes then sense. you then you have your grimoire, and a grimoire is um, where you put all the basic like fact information, like with the elements and stuff. 
And then you also can have a spell book on the other hand, where you all put all your spells that you did or want to do and you plan them out and stuff like that. That's very cool. Yeah. And I know um, a lot of people are interested in starting those for sure. I've seen a lot of videos um, like on YouTube and stuff that kind of detail, you know, what they chose to put in their book. And I think it's really cute yeah. like and fascinating. And I think it's important as a part of somebody's craft to do that. And, you know, if you're into that kind of thing, I, it really lays a foundation for you to develop. So very, very cool. Since uh, New Age Witchcraft, all the three books have kind of morphed into Book of Shadows because it sounds mysterious and dark and spooky. Right, right. So, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't have and one, by the way. <laughs> you don't have one? I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> I have like like four books I started on, but I never quite get to finish. It's all in my head. It's, it's always all in my head. That's fine. I mean, that's good that you can do that. Like, you know, because a lot of people have to write the stuff down. Yeah, no, of course, important things I write down, but it's yeah. like a, like a notebook with, with hollow cover. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, this is pretty. This, this feels like, yeah. like sunshine and sparkles. <laughs> this will be my logbook. <laughs> right, right. So, but I can, I can highly recommend that you write it down because I, uh, I'm a little bit sad now that I don't have a, a book to look back upon how I started. I can oh, remember it, true. of course, but it's it's just for for the feels, you know, just for looking back. But yeah, and seeing your personal growth—that's fair enough. So yeah, for people yeah. that are interested in, you know, starting that type of journey, Veronique definitely recommends that. I wanted to know, like, what the difference was between Wicca and witchcraft, because I feel like there's a lot of misinformation on the internet with that, and I wanted your take on that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So since um, the age of Aquarius, so since this year, a lot of people have um, uh, been getting into witchcraft because uh, the because of the Rona, they uh, they they had yeah. to 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 look for some make believe or stuff. I don't know, but everybody got into witchcraft, and um, they say, uh, yeah. So there's a lot of misinformation about it. Um, so. How I always view it is um, you can be a Wiccan and practice witchcraft, but you can also not be a Wiccan and practice witchcraft. So um, Wiccan is basically witchcraft um, related to gods and deities and patrons, and witchcraft is the, it's the act itself. So, uh, for example, I don't follow any gods or nothing. I just do my thing and I stir my coffee every morning for good luck but another person uh, who um, hangs on to uh, I don't know Aphrodite she can stir her coffee and ask for Aphrodite to bless the coffee so that she will feel loved and pretty that day okay that makes sense great because it's a it's a very big misconception that one cannot do without the other but you can mm -hmm. perfectly practice witchcraft without following a god or hanging on to their lips or stuff so would you say the Wiccan aspect is more a religion and then the witchcraft is the practice? Well, it's not sort of, it's not a religion because you don't um, like obey the God. You can choose to like hang on to the God, but it's, um, it's more like you work with them. So mm -hmm. instead of, of praying to them like, oh, please bless me because I'm stuck and this and that, you can say, okay, we, we need to get stuff done. So what are we going to do about it? You know, mm -hmm. it's a different different intent 
again. <laughs> gotcha. At least that's how I view it. I've mm-hmm. I've tried practicing Wicca, but it's it's not for me. It's it's I do believe in in gods and such, but I don't know. I I, I stick to my own. And if I get interference, that's great. I I love it, but I'll never like ask ask or something. So Veronique, so with the whole rune situation and the Norse mythology, like what is your take on that? Like in terms of gods and goddesses and what do you follow? Um, Cause I know you have a Thor hammer necklace so I was just kind of curious to know, like, do you follow? Because, I mean, you said you don't really work with any deities, but do you follow any deities in that, uh, yeah, religion or Norse mythology? Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't really work with them as much. It's just I, I'm very big into uh, Norse mythology and uh, a little bit into Celtic lately. And I think it's beliefs. Uh, I believe it's from uh, my ancestry. I live in Holland, so it's all very close and probably been a Celt or something in my family line. Um, but um, yeah, I just, I just, I just like the vibes of the gods. They're they're not um, they're a little bit uh, uh, not brutal. They were a little bit rustic in that sense. They are very down to the elements and down to earth. And um, uh, I just like I something has intrigued me about them like the hammer you said that the Mjolnir it's 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 a it's a hammer you wear or not wear or have around you and it stands for strength so every time I wear that necklace I kind of like use it as an amulet for okay I need strength today I put on that necklace and um I don't know it's it's yeah, it's I mean, a hard question sense. man <laughs> yeah I mean so okay I really like Freya and Odin and Thor, and mm-hmm. but I I don't have an altar space for them, or I don't, um, I never ask them questions or anything. It's just I use their, their vibe to vibe with me. Hmm. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Um, personally, I've actually met Freya on the astral realm, and it was actually a kind of neat experience. And it's funny because ghost my dog was there too and I just remember like traveling with a bunch of people like of Norse I don't know origin if that makes sense and I remember traveling with a with their people and then having ghosts with me and I just remember seeing like giant white wolves with like these blue like glowing markings and things and she was actually kind of neat to meet and very nice. <laughs> yeah, Freya. Freya is one of the gods I I like very much personally. She mm-hmm. is the the god of the goddess of uh, love and war. So the way I used I used to remember it is if you can't lay him, slay him. <laughs> <laughs> so some people got very mad on the internet for me about it, but hey, if it works, you know. If you can't lay him, slay him. It's not like she, she, she she's the town <laughs> slut or right. anything. But <laughs> right, and so she would be associated with Mars energy because I think in terms of like astrology and stuff, and yeah, because... Mars, Mars and Venus a little bit. Yeah, yeah, because her twin brother too. Her twin brother, um, what's his name? It's not. Yeah, it's obviously Frit. not. 
yeah so it's so interesting my sister's uh actually got a tattoo representation of freya that was her very first tattoo it's rather large it's beautiful though she got it in black and white and um during some research like i was helping her with it because i was like you know if you're going to get something that symbolizes a, a god in mythology or a god in general you definitely want to know what it is so we did some research and found out that you know she had a twin brother and whatnot and some more information but the thing is is my sister's a twin so i just thought it was kind of special for her i just wanted to bring that up because yeah that's how i kind of found i found out about freya and stuff which I, i've heard of it but i've never got deep into norse mythology which you know there's time for everything it's just so much but i i really enjoy it like i've got some decks and stuff that use the gods and stuff for uh archetypical purposes because i'm really into the archetypes like i really really am i think they're very important and then when you apply like the teachings and the the information about these gods you can actually learn if you want to put a label on it you can actually take those characteristics and in turn like they build decks and stuff off of them which in turn help people grow in a spiritual way or get spiritual advice so that's how i'm familiar with it personally isn't she and on I the chariot card yes okay on the tarot yeah yeah well, yeah i haven't heard of that but I, I can believe it if there are cats around then probably it is her yeah it's the it's the chariot card it has a i think it's a black cat and a white cat right yeah well it is yeah. it, it, so the story went that's the story is that her um chariot is drawn by um six uh forest cats so they're like a big mass of cats from uh from the forests of uh norway sweden finland so that's the end of the story yeah i think so oh, okay <laughs> i was just making sure gotcha hello i'm rebecca rosewood and i'm here to help you keep your curses hexy and your hexes sexy in this snarky true crime and paranormal podcast if you like a little personality with your true crime and a little scare with some flair thrice cursed is the podcast for you thrice cursed will be coming to you anywhere you listen to podcasts in october until then, you can find me on social media such as Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Thrice Cursed Pod. Until then, keep it hexy. What's up, everybody? My name is Kevin, and I host this little podcast called Weird Weird Ones Are. I talk to people about their personal experiences with paranormal and the supernaturals, extraterrestrials. We get into conspiracies. Also talk about spirituality. All of those things that are weird. Where you can find the show is on YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and Rumble. If you want to be featured on the show and tell your stories, your encounters, email me at where the weird ones are at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Instagram, where underscore the weird ones are. Hey, Lamp fam. Have you been thinking of starting your own podcast venture? If so, consider using Podbean as your one-stop shop for everything podcasting. You can create, record, host, distribute, monetize and merge your podcast all from the podbean mobile app or your desktop setup podbean offers a four-tier pricing plan that is sure to fit everyone's podcasting needs starting with the free basic plan for anyone that signs up with an account 
Chas and I currently use the Ultimate Audio Plan that starts at $9.99 a month for a yearly subscription, and it really has been the most valuable tool as new podcasters with minimal equipment. Honestly, I just use my iPhone and iPhone headphones, and she just used her tablet without her headphones. So it's like, even if you don't have a desktop computer, you know, you could still record from any mobile device. It's awesome, and it still sounds great. Use our link in the show's description box below or visit www.podbean.com lamp. That's L-A-M-P to start your podcasting journey. By using this link, you will receive one month of Podbean's ultimate plan for free. You won't regret it. As always, thank you for your support. And now back to the show. Alrighty. Well, um, would you like to kind of take us through an ideal day of your practice just briefly it doesn't have to be you know super long and drawn out but you were saying earlier like you wake up you stir your coffee you know um and actually what it does matter which way you you do these motions when you do this kind of stuff right so um would you mind taking us through like an ideal day because of course every day we're we're not machines obviously as humans we some days we don't do everything we're supposed to do or we want to do spiritually but if you had an ideal day could you take us through that process and uh along the way kind of explain things for example um why and what you're willing to share of course it doesn't have to be everything but like why you stir your coffee in a particular direction just so people can get an idea of what it's like um for you you know and especially people because um, we're going to be moving on very shortly about some tips and tricks or just things people that need that need to know you know wanting to start out so could you just kind of take us through a day uh in your life basically <laughs> yeah great nice so uh, a typical day for me is um, I wake up, um, I take a little bit of time to get out of bed, so to, to get all my senses back, and then I'll, I'll make some coffee. And when I have my coffee, I stir it uh, clockwise, because that brings uh, good things in. And if you stir it counterclockwise, you banish uh, bad stuff. Well, in my case, if you practice dark or black witchcraft it might be the other way like you you, you bring like bad stuff in and, and take good stuff out and shit but yeah, um so that's that's the first thing i always do really and that's just become a staple like every time i see a spoon <laughs> i gotta stir some shit <laughs> <laughs> so um and then i'll uh, get to my breakfast depending on what I want to do that day, I'll make a fitting breakfast. So um, the ideal day would be, I'll take a hike short after I go to the forest. So I need a, a, a big hearty breakfast, like with eggs and sausages to, uh, to get me going. And um, if I need extra protection or something, I use uh, curry, herbs, curry, uh, spices to um, uh, put it on my eggs and make uh, uh, like a protective fertile egg for me. So I'd be blessed in the, in the, in the woods. Um, then of course I get dressed, I put on my clothes and any um, jewelry I want to uh, work with uh, that day. So um, like I said, if I go to the woods, I'll probably wear my Labradorite spear point and I always have a, a, a 
black tourmaline and a hematite uh, bracelets around to um, to to be protected in the woods because there's a lot of creaky deaky shit in the woods. Mm. Um, so the uh, black tourmaline bracelet is uh, on my left arm, and your left hand is the receiving hand. So um, that means um, whatever I touch or do with my left hand um, will first go through the black tourmaline to then be uh, cleansed of all the bad stuff before it enters like my space. And the hematite is to uh, neutralize any bad vibes that come off of me um, to, uh, to, to, to give back to the forest. So I make sure like I balance myself out that makes sense yes that's actually okay, a good okay. idea I didn't, i've <laughs> never thought of doing it that way but i actually want to try that yeah it's always it it does matter also if you're a lefty or a righty mm -hmm. so i'm a righty and i give out a lot of things with my right hand so i need to um yeah any bad stuff bad mojo that i carry with me i don't want to carry on to the next thing so that's right. why i wear uh, uh like a magnetic bracelet almost yeah and then, yeah it's really cool yeah yeah it's just it's just just it's become a staple like i don't really even even think about it it's just when i put them on it's like um uh, protection and um balance that's the things i intend to do when i put them on i need one of those hematite bracelets <laughs> it's it's also great for blood flow like i have pain on my right side of my yeah. arms and it's great for blood flow so it really i can really feel the difference when i'm when i'm going out and i forget to put my bracelet on i'm like oh fuck this hand is so tired so so tired so heavy and then the next day when i put it on it's like oh it's, it feels normal again so to me it really works mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense and the fact that you're you're in the implication of you knowing the difference that sets the intention um, yeah. And then it makes it happen because we create these things. That's what some people, I don't, I think like people just getting into their spiritual journey, there is a certain element of everybody has free will. And that means that other people's actions do affect you, but people don't understand the type of control and what actually the implications of free will mean. So they just kind of float through life and think that things are guiding them which they are but how can I say this they feel like they don't have the power to guide themselves and I think um witchcraft or even not witchcraft in general just your daily routines there's so much power in that so I'm finding this fascinating so I uh, I have a like a, a a saying I stand by it's um you can't uh control the situations around you but you can't control how you react to them and that's the part of the free will. 100%. 100%. That makes me think of like how people may disagree with this, but I think that we don't have, even though we have free will, we don't control the steering wheel of our life because we have destined moments that are going to happen. We just control the gas and the brake. And the gas and the yeah. brake are representative of vibration, positive and negative. And the gas and the brake is like your perception and your free will and everything. I don't know. That's just kind of what it reminds me of too. Yeah, definitely. but I didn't mean to get off topic. Go ahead with your day, your <laughs> daily stuff. But I just wanted to add that in there because it's cool. 
Um, so then I'm like all dressed up and protected, and then I'll I'll go to the woods. We have uh, very beautiful woods here in Holland. Though they're small, they're very pretty. Um, I just hang around. I just do my thing. I love photography, so I, I tend to take pictures of things that speak to me, like attract me. Um, I'll 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 just I'll just hang out. You know, take a walk. Let the air. Uh, let the wind blow through you to to cleanse all of your sorrows away. If there's a really strong wind, then you you stand in the wind and you just stand there for a few moments and you take let the wind take all your worries and and sorrows and everything. It's really cleansing. It works really well. Same as the sun. If you're feeling down, just go outside and stand in the sun, and in ten minutes you'll feel energized and alive and happy and nice. And so. That just yeah, it all depends that day on what, what the weather is like. Feel some plants, you know. Smell the 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 smell the roses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. Smell the smell the sap from the trees. That that smell is in the air. Or touch some plants. Or just 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 connect and and let your mind wander. You know, let let that's usually when the best things uh, come to mind when you're just taking a stroll out in nature, just doing nothing. I enjoy doing that too. And I also enjoy while I'm out there collecting things that I come back and use with my stuff as well. That's like one of my main go-tos at the Dollar Tree. We have little glass jars. So like uh, pine needles and just leaves. I take leaves and I hang them up on my wall. I'm, I just want my bedroom to be like the outdoors, but indoor cottage core meets heavy metal meets spiritual. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's done the 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 morning slash uh, afternoon for me, and then I'll get home and maybe eat some more food, and then um, then it all depends. I can do. I it's always nice to take a, a cleansing bath afterwards, just to uh, you, you've cleared your your mind and your soul. So now it's time to clean your body. Um, so I do uh, elaborate. Uh, uh, bath spells you could say bath rituals so I'll, I'll fill up the tub and I get some candles that are corresponding to um, what I want to achieve so is it um, uh, raising my vibration is it just meditating is it uh, cleansing myself I'll uh, use uh, 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 things associated with that and just uh, get some candles get some stones put on some nice music Take a, a bath oil and put it in the bathtub, uh, milk even. Uh, I always use Himalayan uh, sea salt to put in my bath. I was going to say, I do the bath rituals too. I love them yeah, that's, so much. They're so nice. Mm-hmm. You're, just, you're just creating a, a little sacred space for the next hour and a half where you don't have to do anything and just be there. Yeah. And it's so nice. It's also a form of meditation. Yes, it is. So then I'll probably be in the bath for like two hours until the water is almost cold. I do that too. I, do <laughs> I was that too. saying y'all both have that in common. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I get out. And then oh, that, that's one thing I wanted to talk about because it's, it's always uh, been a thing in my life. So whenever I take showers or baths for a long time, uh, or go swimming I always feel drained afterwards but um, I'm like I'm like really really slow and everything is super heavy and I can't I have like a brain fog 
and I think it's because I'm an Aries, so I'm a fire sign. Yes. So that makes that dims my flame a little in a good way. I always like yeah. need half an hour to an hour to restart up again. It's really bizarre. Down Aries, down. I have the opposite. <laughs> like I get the opposite. I feel refreshed and excited and happy and energized. Yeah, your earth sign. So water and earth pair and mm-hmm. fire and air pair. Yeah. yeah. So that's I, that's awesome. Cause like for me, I I do enjoy taking baths and I used to. I wish I had like a better bathtub. I have a standard bathtub and a shower. So I don't really get baths these these days. And I try to get in the shower in and out quick. And I'm an I'm an air sign, but I'll have a lot of water too. So I enjoy like running water I, I would rather if I had a creek in my backyard oh my god I would yes. go shower in the creek with of course uh, natural products I'm not gonna be taking no suave out in the middle of the damn creek and <laughs> washing my ass or anything I'm just saying <laughs> you know I'm, I'm I'm I would though I would prefer to take baths in natural water over the water that comes out of my faucet because of course we have the water chemical plants we don't run on well water here they don't allow it so even after COVID, not to get off topic, but has anybody else noticed this? Uh, the water smells like chlorine. It smells like pool water now. Yeah. So, yeah. So when I get in the bath and stuff like that, I try to get in and out as fast as possible. But being female girls, you know, we can't always do that because there's like 17 different things we're doing. But it's a good point to bring up um, about, you know, the different elements and stuff, because that's a really big part of the craft is the elements yes. and you know how we all um get what we need out of each element and there is a balance it's just fascinating to me mm-hmm. I would say like I am so freaking drawn to creeks and running water and ocean and just water in general freaking you want to know I want to know place. why it is why because uh, there's uh, uh, water is always in constant movement, and then especially a creek, so it's very energy loaded. So you're yep. drawn to the energy. <laughs> Absolutely. I will say when I was at the beach or the bay at my aunt's house, like two weeks or so ago, I all when I was there, all my health issues were gone. And then as soon as I left the beach and came back to my aunt's house, it like all oh, my health shit got bad again. Yeah, I because think the environment. The, I think it's the 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 cleanse cleansiness of the ocean. You know, all the salt that's in the ocean plus water is also cleansing. So yeah, I think that uh, that's why it benefits you so much. Yeah, and you're clairsentient in the earth. It just purifies and clears out everything, and that yeah. that is a good point to make to listeners. We've said it, but just in case you're listening to this and you haven't heard the other ones, like it's so important to um, associate your particular elements with the way that you need to clear yourself. Even if you don't practice witchcraft, but in spirituality, like I can clear myself with air. I have air and water. I have a pretty good balance. But for me, I can clear myself with light energy. But to ground myself, I still want to go outside barefoot and just stand there and just transmute the all the bad. I, I give it back to the earth and then I pull up the energy through my legs like I feel it. I actually physically feel it. So that's how I operate in a level of, I guess, energy. I'd, uh, so air and maybe ether, if I had to like kind of group it together, that's probably one of my main ways of doing it. And like Emily, she said she had the 
big uh big daddy rose uh, quartz crystal which is part of earth which is great for her and then Verani, do you do anything similar like with the fire element to be able to clear out because fire is um is protection and is like banishing and clearing i know in witchcraft well didn't she say the sun oh yeah that probably was one of the ways for sure that makes sense yeah the fire is 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 um also big on on cleansing you said you take a bath to do your clearings and then like after that do you have like a nighttime or an evening routine you'd like to share yeah so like a like a a good day i would make like um like some some stew or something just um i'm also very big into kitchen cooking witchery kitchen witchery so i'll use uh, specific herbs and uh ingredients to make like like a spell you can eat basically um so uh one of my favorite things is my uh, my chicken soup my japanese chicken soup it um it uses milk chicken uh butter um uh, carrots onions um so the way it works is um i'll add uh, the milk and the milk is um, uh, stands for uh, purifying and cleansing, and the chicken is um, uh, uh, is for uh, sickness. Uh, chicken is very good for if you're feeling sick. You eat some chicken soup and you feel better. I guarantee you. Um, then you'll have like butter to to get things smoothly to to let everything get uh, to let everything go smoothly. Um, then you'll have uh, carrots for uh, creativity and eyesight and you'll have onions to uh, banish negative uh, things so it's a it's, it's a really good recipe and that's how I do my almost every, uh, all my cooking I'll know which type of ingredients I want and make make a make a little cauldron pot with spells and eat it afterwards right right and yeah. a lot of people do this i mean they don't associate it with the craft or whatever but they they do this just because like they don't even yeah. understand why they do it for sure yeah so it's it's witchcraft when you you put the intent into it you, yeah that's the defining difference right yeah exactly. that's, that's it. so if uh, some people they, they follow the recipe and they put milk and then the chicken and then the herbs and then the vegetables but I do, I, I put in milk and I say in my head or out loud, I say this milk is for cleaning uh, everything from today. And this chicken is to uh, help it get uh, fertile, fertile next week and uh, stuff like that. I understand. I understand. What about before bed? Do you have any thing, uh, rituals you do before bed? Um Well, not really. Oh, in the morning when I uh, like... Uh, after I woke up sometime, I, um, I, 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 uh, 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 not clean my bed, but I, what's it called? I make you, the bed. Yes. You make the, so yeah. you get your bed all tidy. It's important yeah, to keep I make, it like, a, yeah. Yeah. I make the bed tidy. And, um, now I have, uh, like an, uh, an extra overthrow on there because my boyfriend is always too hot and my mama always too cold. So I have an extra overthrow on there and um, it has uh, like uh, a very soft, hairy texture on top. Um, uh, and I always write like a pentagram on it for protection. So it can uh, charge the whole day through. And whenever I go to bed, I know that my bed is protected, protecting me from 
nasty shit. Right, because you've, of course, you were saying earlier, earlier you've had nightmares and things, and I mean, I know at times that you've talked to me and uh, Emily too, of course, about experiences you have, and a lot of your experiences when it comes to paranormal stuff, I noticed happen either first thing in the morning or like lastly at the end of your day I've noticed that kind of pattern you can correct me if I'm wrong but yeah so a lot of times um like because we've talked about you having um, a residential ghost that was a soldier and I picked up on that a while back like I saw his life or something I don't know and you were having some ordeal or something was standing at your back door and I'm like you live near where there was war and you're like yeah there's a museum down the street so definitely residual energy around i mean you're quite the spiritual person yourself you're on your spiritual journey uh you're quite uh psychic and intuitive yourself i have to say uh, and, and intuition yes I'm, I'm i'm a very big intuition gal i do everything based on my gut feeling so again that depends on what i'll do that day for a craft for to practice for sure yeah but, that makes um, sense but yeah the dude Oh gosh, the dudes! <laughs> yeah, that was I'll, wild. Uh, uh, so I live in like almost a studio apartment with one room, and that's the bedroom. And um, uh, uh, I I have doors, and I have like uh, the the plastic uh, sticker foil on them. To um, to again witchcraft, I have foils on my door. Um, that when the sun shines through it, it makes rainbows on the ground. Oh yeah, you know, if you see them. So yes. whenever the sun shines and there's rainbow in my in my on my ground, I always think, oh, I've been blessed. <laughs> That's a good energy flowing. <laughs> I love 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 rainbows. Like they're such a big yeah, part. Too. Yeah, they're such a big part of like energy healing and all that kind of stuff. I've always been drawn to them, and it wasn't until here recently I understood why. Well, not recently, but in the past several years, I've understood what it really means to me to see rainbows or just to have the prisms of light and how much how much importance color has when it comes to spirituality in many forms it's universal across like lots of things religion spirituality like color has so much meaning in the spirit and when you combine all the colors together you get white which is associated with the light so that white love and light we talk about even golden it has a golden tint for me it's always still like kind of white and for me that's a that is a representation of the prism and the color of the rainbows so i work with basically rainbow energy so um so i have those foils on my window and um they're like a little bit um um, uh, like a little bit fake so i can't see the outside correctly um and whenever i'm watching tv like the tv is right next to the to the door and then I'll suddenly I see like like a dude just standing outside, just a vague black shadow of a dude standing outside. And then I'll say I'll, I'll call on my guides and I, I I ask angels to protect. And then within five minutes it's gone. Every time, every time. Yeah, I've seen it, and I I remember times like things like that has happened, or you've seen something in the house, ended up somehow the um I saw the guards standing at your front door of the whole entire house not just the part you um share or you live in I've seen them at the front door of your house and they're like gold it's like gray metal with gold trimming yeah they're they're very medieval like yes very much like 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 a like a knight 
Yes. And they yeah. are very much associated with the the history and the land, I think, personally. Yeah, I think too. Yeah, it's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. So the, the um, dude has been has been hanging around here, causing trouble sometimes. <laughs> yeah, he needs to be crossed over. Yeah. We might I still have don't to know do how that. to do. Yeah, we need to do that. I want to help. Him. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I'm getting better at it. Like it's something I've done on and off, but the importance of it I've learned over time. And like, still, I don't want to talk too much about like uh, what I've learned over time. We got some stuff planned at the end of the season. I'm trying not to ruin it right now because it's not but a couple episodes away, y'all. But um, over time, I've learned the importance of that of crossing uh spirits over because the thing about ghosts are is they once were people just like us and if it's not their basically kind of whole soul because you know part of our soul exists in the spiritual always it's our higher self right and then the part that was here the earthly part you know when you don't cross over you're stuck and every soul deserves to be healed and that's how I view it now. And I'm getting better at it. But under, just understanding that and coming from a place of love and compassion has been able to help me start crossing over um, earthbound spirits. It's it's really, I've noticed the more compassion I have and I come from a place of love instead of a place of like defense. Because you always want to be, you know, grounded and guarded. Um, but when you come from a place of like always having, feeling like you have to protect yourself. I found that it lowers your vibration um, and it keeps you from actually being able to do stuff like that. So that's some, that's just me. I mean, it might not be everybody else, but that's, that's my experience with it. So we definitely um, something I wanted to add because it's not necessarily newer, but I just haven't talked about it. I've talked about it here and there, but just not enough. And I want to reiterate that um, even spirits that haven't healed sometimes, um, like elementals they can be tarnished by dark energy even though they're like neutral and would never do anything they can actually be tarnished and by like crossing them over the those the gods from the land come and like gather them and then make them whole again too so even things like we don't understand they all have their place and um this guy he definitely needs to be crossed over because he's very much in his human ego form <laughs> Yeah, so you want to know the places I've seen the dude? Sure. <laughs> so I seen him uh, standing outside of my uh, door window. I once um, saw him standing on top of like uh, bird cages we have in the garden. I um, usually see him laying down on the bed of my mom and dad. We, we, we don't live in the same house, but near each other. So whenever I do laundry and get upstairs, like I always see like a glimpse of a of a human laying in the bed while there's no one there. Since um, you brought that up, you you remember from like the very first beginnings of me doing a reading on your house and saying I saw something in your parents' bed. I won't go any yeah, further because yeah. it's personal. But yeah. I did see I I did see that and it was white and he was like crunched down or something. I could have been seeing something else, but that's that's validation because I forgot or didn't remember or you haven't told me that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, we have a, a couple of spirits here in the house. There's a there's the woman that's what you're talking about. The woman she uh, she she hangs around at the stairs at my uh, my parents' house. Okay. And then we have the the dude. He um he hangs around the whole uh, uh neighborhood. I think because sometimes yeah. he can be gone for like two or three weeks, and I'm I'm not feeling him, and then suddenly, suddenly I see a shim walking through the through through the kitchen. 
and then yeah. I'll be like, oh, that's the dude. Yeah, the woman, she's yeah. not um intuitively because I'm seeing all this. The woman, she's actually like a fractal. She's actually part of her shattered self. So she's yeah, not they, a full fledged ghost. They they try to exercise her. They're not exercise. Yeah, banish her. Yeah. The 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 people um the people who my parents bought the house from the 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 lady the women the, the 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 mother she fell down the stairs a couple times so they send in the psychic and then she did her hoo ha and then it uh it severely got less uh stuff falling from the stairs and stuff so yeah I that's think. dangerous for sure yeah. and that yeah that's not good at all and i remember i do remember you telling me about that um but yeah to get her they would be i can't i don't want to elaborate in the details here but to get rid of her wouldn't just be an exorcism or a, a clearing or a banishment there would be no, some other steps it, it it's 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 worked enough that she's not not nosy around anymore like she's like just physically harming yeah. yeah like she she's she hangs up there that's it that's not the it's not the not doing any uh, major bad stuff that's good because we don't need anybody falling down the stairs <laughs> yeah. and you're you're right about the guy I, I really strongly feel that you're right about the uh, man coming and coming and going. He is yeah. definitely around that area. There's a possibility he passed away in that area because um, he it, he was in war. And this is like World War One, World War Two type era. I'm feeling maybe you not. Know, well, so the the story goes that my house is built upon a cemetery, but I cannot find any plans that say that this area was a cemetery i do live really close to a church um also really close to uh uh what's it called where the the, the monks and the nuns live oh yeah yeah i know what you're talking about yeah. um monastery is that it yeah Emily? the monastery we also have a monastery so this this town where i live now was first a monastery town that means that the the monastery was there and everything pretty much revolved around that and the church right um, so yeah. it's sacred ground it's, technically yeah yeah it's a very very holy comfy little place here it's yeah a very small i've seen town. pictures it's beautiful like it's so just it, it takes it takes you back to a time like it's it's kind of in a way it's modern in a way but it's also kind of stuck in time oh yeah definitely yeah I can't, I can't point it on it, but yeah, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah it's got a very just nice villagey type feel, but everything's very neat and nice and proper and beautiful. I don't know. It's just, it's really pretty. It's, <laughs> it's different than anything you're going to see here, unless maybe you're like up north and it is still not as nowhere near as compacted. It's just, it's like a nice little, how can I say this? It's not cookie cutter is not the right word. It's just got all this same feel. It's just beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful place. Um, anything else you want to tell us about your paranormal experiences since we're kind of on that topic before we move on? Um, yeah, I have a few. Um, one I can remember, that was before I was into all the stuff I am now. Um, I remember uh, reading uh, like a, a manga drawing book because I was drawn to draw. And um, there was uh, one section I can't I can't remember what creature it was. It was like a, a goblin of, or something or like a fairy or something. And I read out loud. It's like um like the, the for example, the goblins always um 
used to trick you with electricity. And right at that moment, as I said, electricity, the lamp in the hallway downstairs shut off. Like it, it blew, the fuse blew. So that was like a moment. Yeah, that's a <laughs> that was a bit scary. Um, I went to my parents' house again to do some laundry, and they have like a, a very old telephone. You have to plug them into the into the landline, and um, it don't work. It 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 wasn't plugged in. The the it wasn't plugged into electricity also, and all of a sudden there was a ding, as if you lift the horn from the from the holder. Oh. You remember oh. those those dial phones? Really yeah, I know exactly round. what you're talking about. For sure, <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. I'm older. I'm not much older than both of y'all, but I'm definitely officially hit middle aged this year, and I did not know that. So now I'm having like a midlife crisis, knowing that I am a middle aged person. I don't feel like I fit that category though. But yes, no. we had those when I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so, and I asked my mom like, is is it plugged in? Is it working? Mom was like, no, it it shouldn't it shouldn't make a make a sound, nothing. So and uh, the 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 most impressive thing was is that my uh, my boyfriend was with me. And he is skeptic AF. He is like does not believe. He is very much atheistic. Yeah. So we're we're, we're polar opposites on that side. So it's always fun. <laughs> right, right. But you said he yeah. was there and he saw it. What did he say? I'm just curious. He, he heard it. We we both heard like a ding. If you yeah. So I yeah. looked at him and I was like, Murr. and he was looked at me as like, no, it's just some some mechanical default thingy. And I was like, yeah, no. It's- gravity no. uh, what is it gravity not levitation i saw it said gravity look it's 4 a.m here y'all because she's ahead of us so bear with me yeah the, the, sorry no you're fine no worries i mean we knew we were doing this for a long time so we've been preparing yeah. my sleep schedule's been off for a bit so it's cool it's perfect um <laughs> but yeah so like uh, levitation would be that mechanical error possibly um, um you know just saying i, just, I don't know i just think that the ghost that that's ring the bell inside of the phone right not i see it being i see it being like i see it being picked up enough to make that sound yeah that's just me yeah that's just me it doesn't mean yeah yeah yeah. well so that happened and then um of course uh, sometimes i see um uh, shapes and shadows um what else have happened oh i've heard growling sometimes i've heard a cough sometimes um yeah i'm I'm very very um like a, a baby uh psychic if you say it like that right but you're it's you're more new, intuitive so. yeah you're more intuitive than the average oh, yeah. bear yeah yeah I, I think yeah i can feel I, when something is wrong and something is, is is here and uh not so much she or something right right yeah i know we've had some uh different things we've worked on um uh, a case together one time actually all three of us and veronique you did a fantastic job i think thanks you're Mm -hmm. welcome you're welcome well well let's see moving on i think we could just briefly because i basically the reason that i kind of want to ask these questions is is I tell people all the time that, you know, the difference is intent. That's what makes things you said between being magic and not considered magic or witchcraft or whatever you want to label it as. Um, But a lot of things people do every day is no different than what 
you may do every day. Some people may have like those, a tick, like some people call it ticks. Like I have to stir my coffee counterclockwise always because that's just what I'm going to do. That's what I want to do. There's a lot of things we do naturally that is similar. And I, I try to tell people like magic is everywhere. It's in yeah. everything. You look at it in everything. I mean, it exists because it, it exists in the elements and stuff like that. So long story short, I would like to discuss some of the holidays that you celebrate uh, in comparison to the holidays that let's say the average person, maybe, maybe even, um, I'm not sure all, I know we all have different holidays, but maybe like the American person, for example, like the comparison, like Christmas and yada, yada, yada. So what are some of the holidays you celebrate that are similar or the same? Well, first off, you have the best holiday, it's your birthday. We all are used to blowing candles on the birthday cake to make a wish. That's witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> but because you're, you're putting the intent into the candle and then you're blowing it, so you blow it into the universe. That's the, the theory behind that. And then we have like uh, Christmas. I believe Christmas is derived from uh, a pagan holiday called Yule. And um, uh, the reason why we put up Christmas tree in the house with, uh, with, with, with balls and uh, 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 stuff around it is uh, the Christmas tree. In, in the pagan uh, days, it was to believe that you um, bring the tree spirits into your warm house so they would live on in the forest because they got the warmth from your house. And the balls are like uh, apples. And apple stands for um, fertility and uh, new beginnings and luck. So that's why we usually ring, hang red balls into the Christmas tree. Um, for it, the food is also a big part. Like I said, just eating dinner with friends and family is, is very big on raising the vibration. Um, just having a good time. Um, even the eggnog is, is also again for fertility because eggs stand for fertility. So uh, it can be incorporated in many different ways. Uh, what we have then Easter. Easter is also a good one. Easter is um, uh, why is Jesus interested in eggs? Well, ta-da, it's again fertility. It's the uh, new stage of every plant, animal, uh, being, everything that's, uh, yeah, that's a baby that wants to grow. So eggs stand symbol for that. And also the, uh, the pastel colors, the very vague uh, uh, colors they, yeah they're, yeah they're like baby colors we also associate them with baby colors yeah so again it's new renewal um yeah other holidays. that makes sense yeah that makes yeah. sense because like it's it's the time of like rebirth so you actually have to build on top of that and speaking in terms of color and like what i was talking about a little bit earlier oh, yeah. like and your chakras and everything if you're brand new you're kind of like a clean slate but the pastel colors are full of new life which is closer to being like to the light so yeah, the colors yeah. will be pastel and as you kind of go through life and stuff you keep building on those colors and if sometimes they can become murky and they have to be cleared out to be vibrant again it's literally like life force so that makes a lot of sense to me yeah color is also like a very very big deal in witchcraft because it holds so much archetypal energy yeah 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 absolutely um what about halloween oh halloween yeah of course as a witch that's my favorite 
it's I love um, Halloween. Him <laughs> too. <laughs> now, don't 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 uh, pin me on this, but I can't pronounce the the right pagan way of saying Halloween. It's it's Samhain. Yeah, Samhain. You're right. Yeah. It's Samhain that you say Samhain, and it's um it's also called the Witch's New Year, and it's the uh, the day of the year where the veil to uh, magic to the other side is the thinnest of the whole year. Um, so we like to use that to, um, um, well, but always, I always like to do on uh, uh, Halloween is um, uh, get a blanket, get some, some hot cocoa, watch a creepy movie and stuff. And then later in the evening, uh, I'll always do a, a, a tarot pool for myself for the next year on what I can expect. Right. It's like the new year for sure for us. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's like the, 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 the dark is setting in again and you have to be like a hermit again after the sun is away and you have to reinvent yourself so you can bloom and grow in the spring. So that's, right. that's, uh, that's a little bit on Halloween. And that's why we, we dress up as scary characters is to banish those evil characters. Yeah. Yeah. So. What about the equinoxes? Because I know that that's the same, you know, pretty much everywhere, unless you're in a different part of the hemisphere, it just changes. But what do the equinoxes and the solstices mean to you? Like, um, could you kind of run through spring and summer, fall and winter for us real quick? Yeah. So now you're, you're getting into the wheel of the year. They, uh, the witches have uh, a calendar that's called the wheel of the year. And every solstice and equinox is represented as a holiday. So, um, uh, for like a, uh, the perfect example is the winter solstice, which is uh, 22 of December, 21, 22 December. And that's actually also the shortest day. So that means that the sun uh, will be uh, the shortest time shining on Earth as opposed to the rest of the year. So um, at that time, you really want to, uh, again, get cozy, get a blanket, really look deep into yourself so um, you can grow and bloom at the springtime, which is the spring equinox, which is the beginning of um, the, uh, that's when you actually start to see that the days are getting longer again, so the sun is more out. Um, then you have Mabon, and Mabon is the uh, fall equinox, and that's when uh, the sun um, shortens again, so the, the, the nights go longer again. It's um, coming soon now. We're getting close to it. Oh, I love this, the, the, the spooky seasons. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm always down sad. I'm always sad to see like the summertime go, you know, personally, but I, I do love fall. I mean, I appreciate all the seasons. I struggle more in the winter uh, mentally for me. Um, and spirit was kind of saying that, uh, and this could be uh, associated with the winter solstice. It's a good time. I would assume to do shadow work. Is that correct? Yes. 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 Okay. It's perfect time. Yeah. And then the summer solstice would be more light work, like working on the parts of you that need to shine, basically. So uh, that's kind of um, how I feel about it. I don't know if that's the, proper. The way the way I see summer is that you've um, you're you're reaping the harvests like you've in the winter, you plan out what you want to do and how you want to grow. 
and in the spring you um, you grow and you do the stuff that you do and, and hopefully you grow and then in the summer you look back and think oh oh I did all that 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 all happens it, it feels good I'm 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 growing I've, I've grown a lot and then in the fall there's like reflection on um, the winter the spring and the summer um, what did I do what did I do wrong uh, how can I make it better how can I improve this and then the circle all starts again right so that's how right. I that's how I view the seasons and uh, uh, the wheel of the year and how I work with it Right. That makes sense. That's, and those are kind of more longer term goals in reference or uh, in comparison to the lunar cycle, because I work heavily with the lunar cycle myself and lunar energy. Like I'm constantly following it. Um, and it's very similar in a way. Yeah. Yeah. When Lunar's, you have the. Go ahead. The lunar cycle is like a uh, like a, a mini season in 28 days. Yep. That's yeah, exactly that, what I was thinking. Yeah, that's that's how I view it. Also, it's yeah, like it's um, cool. you you make a, a make a make a overall plan, and then each month you get you you be able to work out a little bit of that plan for that month. Right. Yeah. You have uh, the way I separate it out, and the way I've taught people about it is like you still have your long term goals, right? And then you'll have your shorter term goals that you can, you know, reassign every month, like if you get to complete them and not to beat yourself up if you don't complete them, because there's always still time. I think sometimes people yeah, get wrapped right. up yeah, in the lunar cycles and they're like, man, I missed making moon water this month. Well, there's many, it's not recommended during every lunar cycle because we have the, we have, um, you know, the solar eclipses coming up the lunar and the solar eclipse season is like right upon us matter of fact which is also a very powerful thing do you do anything special for solar and lunar eclipses just looking at the moon <laughs> take a walk in the night <laughs> right nothing wrong with that and just enjoying the energy my witchcraft is, is very easy going when i i a lot of witches Usually when they start out, they get pressured to do these big kind of rituals and these big spells. And of course you want to do them because you all see them in like Harry Potter and the craft and they think it's, it's, it's great. But what I believe is magic is truly in the little things. Taking a walk at night with the moon and just bathe in the moonlight. And then all of a sudden you get like a, like a prophetic thought or something and you write it down. And then you work on that for the next three four weeks and to me witchcraft is just fancy psychology right and if it works if it works it works so um it, it's very simple to me and I, I like to to hold it simple because we as a witch i am like a like a like a medieval spiritual person living in a modern age world if you want to do like the big things, they're all right, but just live in life and do this little everyday little thing magic, it really makes a difference in everyday casting. So, right, that makes sense. I mean, it's the point of getting in tune with yourself and your seasons, yeah, yeah. Instead of making a big ritual that you're scared of, it, it's, it's how it's going to turn out, and you're scared if it's going to work and how to do it. and You'll be you'll be uh, running with your head in the future instead of of appreciating the moments you have now, and that's where I believe truly witchcraft lies. Like that's the, beautiful. The, 
<laughs> the ability to um, to live your life, but also uh, play with the energies, if you say. Right. I understand exactly what you're saying. And I think that's yeah. really important. And I, it does lead me into, we're coming up on the end. We only have a couple questions left um, for Veronique. And basically the next question is, what would you recommend to somebody that is interested, interested or a beginner in starting their own practice of witchcraft? Do you have any like tips or pointers or like words of wisdom for a person that? Um, has an interest in it or is already doing it and looking for a little bit of guidance yeah so the 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 very first thing I would say it's don't take it so seriously you know I'll use I'll, I'll, I'll use the fuck and I've, if I if I have some negative energy hanging around my host my my house I say fuck off ghosts and I bang some pants and that's it they're gone it's, it's, <laughs> right yeah, really, you see me. You see me in the middle of the night, you know, with a with a with a, a ladle and a, and a pan, a bang bang, fuck off, ghost, bang bang, you're not welcome, <laughs> bang bang bang. And yeah. um, at first, it's it's very easy to get overwhelmed by all all of the different topics. As you said before, magic is everywhere, so everything is magic. What you do and what you can research and just just pick out a topic. My advice would be the elements, just get the elements down first and the rest will come. Uh, it's, it's, um, Ooh, I'm getting all tingly now. Ooh, it's my higher self. Okay. Yes. Let's, <laughs> let's hear it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, as I said, uh, begin with maybe with the elements or, uh, I began with the moon. I was very into the moon. I've always been and into crystals and candles and then the elements and then everything just came together colors everything is connected um so uh don't get overwhelmed don't be stressed have a fun a fun fun interesting approach at it um don't try to do and start big rituals just do little things things that you really really need and really want um they work out best um don't believe everything you read on the internet that's a very very big one yeah so um what i always do is i get a train of thought and i want to research it um i go to the internet and i look to five six seven websites and i find out what i vibe most with so um i'm like you said my intuition is very good so i'm very good at uh discerning whether it's fake or real in that aspect your bullshit so meters on point my bullshit meter is on point, I tell you. So, um, <laughs> um, uh, for example, if I uh, find a new stone that I'm drawn to, um, I'll write down what I think the stone does for me, means to me, and then I'll look it up on the internet. And then I'll find, usually it's um, uh, 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 correspondent to each other. So that's a really unique way of, of doing things. First, look into yourself and see um, what you want, what, what the meaning is to you, and then look it up maybe if for confirmation, validation. But again, it's all in the, in the in perception. It's all in the eye of the beholder. It's Right. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, and, you know, there's a lot of options. Like if you, because somebody that's interested in it and has like those feelings like you did, just kind of knew that there was something different and they get led upon this path there's a lot of misinformation out there too um yeah, which a lot. 
Yeah, and that would be kind of, unless you have anything else you want to add to any more suggestions or advice for anybody that's uh, interested or starting out. Uh, um, Nick, go ahead. Yeah, well, um, you don't need a god. You don't need to worship gods or goddesses or anything. You can, you'll do whatever you want. Your craft is your own. So you're, 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 again, I don't like to be put in boxes, but I guess if I had to be in a box, I would be a kitchen witch and a candle witch and a crystal witch and a, a nature witch and all that stuff. It, it's, it's really what you make of it. And nothing is right and nothing is wrong. Everything is, again, perception. It's all intent. It's all perception. Um, uh, I recommend... Uh, getting a book of shadows just to look back just for for good time's sake all time's sake and maybe for reference if you're beginning because it's very handy yeah um, what i can recommend is uh, making making a little sacred space for yourself it may be a broom closet or maybe your bedroom or it may be your kitchen or um, just a place that's not frequently um, visited by other people so you can um, hold the energy better um, I've also never cast circles. I've never done it before, but it's because I have a separate room, which I keep high in vibration all the time. And yeah. that room, that room is my circle. The walls are my circle, so I don't need to put up a protective circle because I have those walls. I understand. That makes a lot yeah. of sense. It's kind of like my bedroom in a way for me. That's my bedroom. I can identify that as my bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So. Because casting certain casting circles is nothing more than a protective barrier from the the, the astral and the physical that um, that you put up. So uh, only goods, only things that you want to get in can get in, and the, the rest stays out. But if you have a room with a door and just close the door, you've basically done the same. You basically let the world, let the energy know, from, okay, I'm closing this door because all the good shizzle is in here and all the bad shizzle stays out there. Right. That, that's my opinion. I maybe get mad comments about it, but it works for me. So Right. And if it works for you and that's your thing, absolutely nothing wrong with yeah. that, in my opinion. It's similar to what me and Emily teach in certain particular parts of, you know, uh, using our protection like clearings and using your natural born intuitive gifts yeah what helps me a lot is i make a uh, make a note block on my phone and just put stuff in there that i write write later on uh, in my home if you're on the go or stuff you don't always have your uh, pen and paper with you so you can just put it in your phone and then remember it again this helps me a lot right yeah, and we've just, moved out of that era. But I, I do enjoy still writing, but it's very helpful to have cell phones to be able to do this because it's helped me so much with like writing down my ideas and plans and things I want to teach people when I get these intuitive thoughts. I can be somewhere else and not have to worry about finding a pen and piece of paper, even though I love it. Yeah, well, writing is also, I think writing is very spiritual with um, the way you're brain uh, makes a connection with your hand with your intent it's it's very different than clacking away at some te so, uh, clacking away at some keyboard it's uh, the keyboards are very dumbish like you just press a button and it does it and with writing you have to to make the curve cross the t dot the i you know it's very you get you'll you, you'll be connected more to your brain so it's it's definitely um writing is definitely spiritual 
I think, especially in this day and age. I mean, I would agree because I write I write everything down. I use my phone for everything and I put everything in it, all the ideas, all my journal entries for like astral experiences, dream journals. I put all of that in my phone and I will write it down too on paper. Like when I do my channels and stuff, I have to write it down. It a helps me remember, but also builds a flow for my channel. So things come out easier, if that makes sense. So yeah, because you're connecting yourself to your soul when you're writing, I think truly. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's that's been my best way. Well, I do it, I do it a little different. Like when I first started out, I would have to channel through writing and I would get stuff clear cognizantly all the time, but writing for me uh besides channeling too these days i realized that it's it helps me manifest and i realized that throughout my whole life i've always like written down my goals and hopes and aspirations and dreams and by me doing that it's allowed me to actually manifest my writing into actual things just i use this as an example all the time like the jewelry that i make I designed the jewelry on paper. I wrote out, I built the whole plan for treasure tree and then it became a reality. That's just one example too. Another example besides channeling for writing. So I agree, writing so important. And a lot of people uh, talk about meditation. Some people do not enjoy just sitting in a place and in a, a stillness. Like some people just can't do it. Like they have a really hard time and um, I always suggest them, those type of people to uh, try writing instead as a form yeah. of meditation or um, something they enjoy, like jogging. Some people, I don't, I don't jog personally, but um, <laughs> some people <laughs> like jogging or cleaning or something. But a lot of times that'll be my next suggestion is like, okay, well, if you want to meditate to get information, because a lot of people, that's what they, they think meditation is it's a lot more than that but a lot of people associate it with that so then I'm like oh well if that doesn't work then try to connect through writing so I 100% agree cleaning is also a very good baby tip oh yeah because you can't do a a good spells in a filthy house your mind is cluttered um, attracts all kind of negative things when there's a lot of dust and and rubble on the the floor and tables and everything the clean house is a clean mind it truly is if you're feeling down just start cleaning just start somewhere doesn't matter you feel better afterwards it's always also cleansing for the soul because you're you you get your house in order you get your mind in order and as cheesy as it sounds as cliche as it is it's true yeah it's very big for me clean yeah declutter reminds me of decluttering too like you're letting go of things that you no longer need in whatever way that might be you know donations or selling it or whatever you're going to do with it but that just reminds me of the decluttering process as well reminds me of my manic phases that i get once a month (laughs) (laughs) yep she does she sure does she gets in her manic phase and i get i get very intuitive but it mine's at the beginning of the month that's when i get like my boost but i was yeah. born on the um, new moon um i wonder if it's got to do with the moon mm-hmm. i got a feeling it's got to do with... can you can you maybe it's a it's a fun uh fun thing for you if you um when you have those those manic episodes you write down what moon uh moon uh, uh state it's usually the it's usually the week of the full moon and the full moon yeah full yeah moon, yeah that's yeah 
that makes sense. <laughs> yep. We just hit first quarter. So like right now, uh, she's gearing up. she's gearing up and this is a very intuitive time this is the uh waxing gibbous we're going into the waxing gibbous moon so this is when our intuition starts to rise things become illuminated and yeah i i love this time of the month uh this is a time that i tend myself uh, i've noticed i tend to kind of start reflecting and I start spending more time to myself and I get a lot more intuitive uh, information and the dreams have already started for me too like you'll have a lot of dreams leading up to the full moon you might have one and then as it gets closer to the full moon you'll have more like interactive dreams Um, I actually had a really interesting one that I'm going to save, I guess. Well, it's not the time or the place. I'll save it for the beginning of the podcast. So y'all, you guys that are listening, you've already heard the dream that I had, but it's surprising that it happened so close to the first quarter versus the new moon. I mean, the full moon. Um, but I'll have to tell you later, Veronique, because it was wild. Anyways. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yes. So if if baby witches start out with the elements and colors, like they're they're set on the rest, I truly believe that it's the staple of witchcraft. If you understand, truly understand colors and elements, then um, then the rest will be easy. Nice. I definitely appreciate you saying some of these things because I know that it's going to help somebody that listens to it. Um, we've been again, we've been wanting to do this type of episode because it's a very predominant thing in society right now and a lot of people are you know getting in and out of uh the idea of wanting to be a witch because there's like the it's kind of um what's the word i'm looking for it's not quite it's not the word i'm looking for is publicized but it's just so marketed really these days um which leads me into one of our last questions i think we have uh one more after this um any warnings or any advice that you have to people um, that kind of get trapped into things, just for example, because uh, a lot of people talk about this, so I'm using this as an example, witch mm-hmm. talk. Yeah, yeah, I so, don't like witch talk. <laughs> right, so. I'll just straight are, up. Yeah, so what are your warnings, I guess you could say, or just things to look out for Um when someone would like to maybe start practicing um again don't believe anything you see or read on the internet Uh, always go by yourself first and if you think nah this is bullshit it probably is bullshit (laughs) um what i also uh don't like is um the the channels or the 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 the, the tiktoks that um uh do uh like a a spell they film a, a, a spell uh, but they never say how it works. Like you see them uh, taking a jar and putting in old rusty nails and eggshells and uh, vinegar and shake it up, but they never tell you why they put it in. So baby witches do these spells because they've seen, it's, it's monkey see, monkey do. Baby witches see how the spell is done. They do the spell, but they don't get the intent behind it. And um, it's for you to figure out if uh, a rusty spikes, rusty nails, if it's meant uh, for protection or to harm somebody, you know, there's always two sides of a story. I, one time I heard, um, I had a discussion with another witch 
saying eggshells is purely for protection and i'm saying no eggshells are for fertility you know it's 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 it can be used both ways but they never they, all of those big channels they never tell you why they put it in they never tell you why they just do and you're following them and that's a big mistake because you're not making your own craft you're just following along you're just doing a thing hmm. you know one thing i really detest on tiktok too it's like you'll get these witch and spiritual channels and you'll have these people be like don't do this but and then they'll do this ritual thing and then they won't tell you what it's for or they lie about it on purpose and it's really something malicious and it's like don't do this but if you want to sell your soul and uh, do this this and this like they make it very gimmicky and people are like ha 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 yeah right but then they do it anyway because they want to see if it's legit or not and it's like some of it is traps yeah yeah but that's the that's the spiritual warfare that's going on you can't do nothing about it so mm-hmm. just just be be aware and be alarmed and if you think i probably shouldn't do it just don't do it listen to your yeah. intuition that's the best uh, i could say that's um mm-hmm. it, it's it's always it's also a thing that everybody most of the people who start out in witchcraft start out in like the the, the dark uh dark black section because because in all the movies you see all the things they've romanticized about witchcraft witches are those those hags with pointy noses and green skin that's that's how you start out it's because what you know and later on hopefully if you practice some more you find out that good witches also exist and that they um don't do the negative stuff and don't do the dark stuff and you'll venture into your own craft eventually. But um, yeah, just just be warned about dark stuff and know it's dark stuff. And it's okay to learn from it, but in my opinion, it's not okay to do it. But other people think otherwise, so. Mm-hmm. So does does this resonate with you? Because we talk about this. We don't work with any type of um, what would be considered a low vibrational and or uh, dark entities or anything yeah. that exists in a lower vibration is the way we've explained it um, the the category because when you work with energy like that there's always an expectation of something in return versus working with um, beings of light like they won't work with you if you're uh, to a degree now let me let me not put this in a big nutshell I guess you could say they won't work with you if you are coming from a big place of ego so it's harder to connect they'll work with you but it's harder to connect with them if you're coming from a place of ego versus a place Mm -hmm. of like purity so but when you work with lighter beings like for example let's say just Jesus because I mean that's mainly whatever a lot of people know of he's considered a, a, a being of light there's no expectation. He's not expecting you um, to give anything back. And I mean, we're, I'm not talking about religion here. I'm talking about in a spirituality sense, because evidently people say there's different Jesuses based on, you know, whatever. That's fine. But does that make sense? Can you resonate with that as well in terms of like darkness versus light in terms of witchcraft? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think of... Um, uh, when you work with a low vibrational entities, um, there's always a sacrifice. With light beings, there's never a sacrifice, only a blessing. If if it's the right kind of 
positive energy. But um, uh, usually they'll start out in dark witchcraft because it's easier. It's way much easier to to get uh, uh, adapted by the dark and um, the dark entities are always quicker in responding and quicker with stuff uh, giving you things, but then they never um, uh, they never uh, think what sacrifice they need to make because um, the lower entities work on your ego, but you work on their ego and maybe they'll give you information now and maybe in 80 years you'll die of a very strange car accident, but that's how you repay them. Right. Then. They're going so, to take uh, from you whether you allow them to or not. Yeah, because you made a pact. And yes, there's there's the cheesy saying, you made a deal with the devil, and it's always a deal, and a deal goes both ways, not just a single way. And that's called the law of invitation. Yeah, yeah, also. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it's, it's much harder for uh, 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 people that work with the light to get validation and get um, uh, answers because... Um, light beings are like you just figure it out first and I'll help you along the way while yeah. dark entities are more like oh here it is you know it's, it's, yes. the, it's the it's the easy way out it's easy easy and that's why so more people are attracted to it because it works so fast and works so good and yeah and and they can do all the stuff the light lighter beings can but it's it's always at a cost always yeah and they forget that unfortunately uh, yeah, I understand exactly what you're saying, because in reference of like it's easier and stuff, it, you have to work for your spirituality or even your religion. Like you have to you have to work to get to where you want to be to have your connection, because if you cannot sit in a quiet place and listen, if you're too distracted by the 3D world and I'm speaking more so for spirituality, but it, it, it goes hand in hand. So there's no really separation, in my opinion. <clears throat> it's just your interpretation um you really have to work for that it's something that it helps if you have a mentor uh some or it can take less time if you have a mentor somebody that's guiding you a little bit and kind of pushing you along your journey than you just sitting back and trying to like figure it out on your own some people and a lot of people do that and that's fine as well there's nothing wrong with that you know not having a mentor but it just helps to have a support group and the the more people you have like us like us three we create a vibration because we enjoy each other's presence in which when we all three get together, we can actually <laughs> raise our vibration together to get more information. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So um, in terms of witchcraft, that would be like a coven. That's why we call ourselves the Sanderson sisters just to be silly, but <laughs> it's okay. another point, but I personally don't identify um, as being a witch or anything, but I do uh, enjoy my kind of like Appalachian folk magic stuff but I think there's a respect thing that comes along with it because um, I guess that would be maybe the final thing before we ask you uh, the final question would be the how do you feel about respecting the boundaries of somebody calling themselves a witch because I do certain things that can be considered witchy right but I don't call myself a witch because I I don't necessarily follow that path and I think it's disrespectful so how do you feel about that I was gonna say the same thing Chas like I feel the same way like I do things that may be considered witchcraft but I feel like that I don't know enough and or like there's just some 
I just feel like I can't be considered a witch just because of a my knowledge but b like I don't know I just it's just not your path it's not your intent maybe is that what you're trying to say no it's kind of more of like what you said for yourself okay I got you yeah yeah I mean and I've learned I mean I have to say I'm not by any means a master at what I do but I do have a guide that that is um of a native descent I don't know if she's full but she was full blood native in life but one of my guides and she's my grandmother and she's the one that helps me with like the different things that I do involving uh, clearing and cleansings with candles and making things for myself that are kind of made out of herbs and stuff of the such she even though I've done my research and it doesn't always stick with you you know you read a book and you might not remember 50% of it unless you're really good at retaining information about what each and every herb is for so I have that general knowledge but when um, I go to do something that generally involves clearing and cleansings because I do other things personally for myself but when I'm doing it even for myself or somebody else everybody's is a little different even though I use like the same like seven ingredients for that process I can use different things depending on the person and I'm always guided to do certain things and what I've done to test that theory and to know that I'm receiving it well at first because now I definitely know because my connection's a little bit stronger I can feel it better basically um I've done the candle work first and I trusted in spirit to help me. And then when I go back and I do like the research, I'll go back on Google and Google everything and it will fit perfect. So I know that this craft kind of, I guess you could say is in my blood, it's in my roots. Uh, But this to me feels either native or very like Appalachian, like again, folk magic. It's not quite the same though. It's a little different, maybe shaman actually shaman like, is shaman. a better word you're more of a yeah. shaman yeah yeah and that's something I've considered just looking in I want to learn more about it because I, I, I have a feeling I'll resonate with that more I don't know maybe one day that might be something I want to study but at this time not necessarily but um I do think it's fascinating how there's gap there's these overlapping areas in life of just what people consider normal even in like religion, like uh, even in Christianity, some of the things they do are ritualistic, but it's so looked down upon because it's not done in, you know, Jesus name, which is kind of sad. Um, and I don't hate on anybody at all for choosing to be a Christian. That's their, that's their purpose. That wouldn't be right. You know, it's not right to, you can agree or disagree. And I see some of that, but I just find it fascinating things overlap between all things there's some truth to everything because it's what people believe we manifest it right so yeah so there are a couple of ways to 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 identify i think as a witch so to put it very bland uh which if you are a witch if you mingle um no if you have the knowledge to um uh, the energies and know how to manipulate the energy around you that's basically what witch, witch, wizard, warlock is. But um, the old, uh, old, old witchcraft books they say that you can be identified as a witch if you practice for uh, one year and one day, starting on Halloween. If you practice, so uh, uh, writing stuff down and really, really take it like a like like a study, take it really get learning for one year and a day, because then you've done the whole wheel of the year, the whole circle. And then you'll start your practice practice. Um, all the ways to identify is um, just just 
call yourself a witch. If it feels right, it feels right. In my first three or four years, I wasn't a witch. I made sure I, I looked into the history. I made sure I, I was knowledge about what I could do or wanted to do. Um, uh, learning learning is a big thing. You, you have a big thirst for, for learning um, all types of things because you can manipulate and play with it always. So um, those are like the three staples to me that makes you like a witch, like a full-fledged witch and not just, <laughs> I'm a witch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. So, and it's 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 you 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 gotta have an understanding and how everything works and how everything, and almost be a little bit looking like predicting, looking into future. Like this is how it's gonna turn out, and that's it. No other way. It's it's. Um, do I make sense? I I'm, I see what you're saying. It's about setting the intention to become what you desire. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I when I started out I wasn't comfortable with calling myself a witch because I still had the dogma of a of a bad witch in my head you know witches are bad oh, and yeah. evil and they do bad shit and and I wasn't resonating with that because I'm 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 full of light so I I don't resonate but yeah. as I as I learned like the history it's very important the history how many how many normal women were hanged because they were thought of being a witch and and real witches being hanged because they were witches and and how it evolves in the 70s with the hippie era and how it evolves in the new age and how it evolves now. This is a different time from the new age. I can feel it. Yeah. It's, um, it's, 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 it's all, um, yeah, it's, it's just when you're comfortable with it. When you're comfortable with it, you can call yourself a witch. It doesn't right. need any practice. You can be a witch from day one or a witch from day 300 and it doesn't matter. It's, 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 it's fine. It's right. Just don't don't go spreading around misinformation because I hate that. Oh, I hate it so much. Yeah, it's not safe. People don't no. understand how powerful their intent is, and in turn, how powerful magic can be. Like I tell people all the time, magic is very real. We are actually under certain magical influences just because we're breathing right now. In my personal opinion, I'm not speaking for everybody on this this uh, get together here. But I personally believe that there are certain powers that be that do try to manipulate energy because they understand it. And they also do this through astrology um, and certain things. And they they make choices. I say they I'm keeping this very broad and y'all can the listeners can fill in the blank of who they want to put there because I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to say they Um, they use astrology and witchcraft to maneuver and make things happen energetically because they understand energy it is no different than what i personally do when i go and help clear somebody's house or clear them um i you know i basically do you know my own energy work just like i was talking about with the rainbow and the white light and all that stuff and how i use the different colors to do different things and yada yada you know and stuff like that or they have different meanings and it is very similar, but it's a totally, it's not even really totally different. It's just a different label. And there's a lot of things in life like that. Um, it's, it's fascinating. And that's one of the reasons we wanted to bring you on, uh, not just because you're a super awesome special <laughs> and not just because we want listeners that may be interested in this stuff to get some, like an introductory, you know, uh, message from somebody that has quite a bit of experience like yourself in this, um, 
practice, I guess you say it's not quite a spiritual or your spiritual journey. Um, That's a little bit any- of both. Yeah, for sure. It's very intertwined. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you want to add before we ask the final question about warnings or any advice before you start practicing like things to look out for? Do you have anything else you want to add? Uh, well, first off, thank you for having me. Of course, I really enjoy this. It's a, it's a fun that uh, it's good to look back inside my own head and how I started and how um, um, how I what I things I wished to know before I got into the craft and that's awesome how um, thank you you're very welcome and thank you for being here so how has this shaped you to who you are today immensely let me tell you when I first started out I had no confidence I was always in my own shell I was in a dark place like I I, I I I I didn't see reason for living so why not mingle in black magic and um, now it's I use it to um, I I've, I've more confidence I uh, radiate light as I like to say um, it's it's it, if you do good it brings good and it's definitely true and um, I'm, I'm more outgoing and um it's it, it like i said it's just it's it's also just a big part of fancy psychology and if you do it right you'll you'll grow inside and outside and it'd be uh it'd be a great experience just to do it yeah i mean that makes perfect sense i mean you come from a place and i think even i can agree with that like even with my spirituality journey because like I don't know. I just always felt like something was missing and I wasn't always the happiest person. And even though my life is completely different now than it was before I started in a physical sense, because I was able to do more physically than I am now in my current state, um, I'm still happier than I was when I was at working and make, being able to actually be on my feet eight hours a day working and making money, um, even though I'm not able to do that currently um like I would like to or at the rate I would like to I'm still happier than I than I was then because I'm comfortable in my spiritual journey I don't know that's just how I can describe it and I can totally relate to that I'm the same way like I was making a good amount of money at my job but you know until I even though I had a shitty health situation happen that took me out of work I'm still happier now because I've been able to sit and learn about certain things. And yeah, it just has made me happier. Yeah, you've been able, just like me, and even Veronique's had some time where we can all step outside of the 3D element of life, like the constant routine, go, 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 Hmm. pay bills, constantly go. We've actually had time to slow down. And when you have these times to slow down, that's when you connect with your spiritual guidance in whatever form that may be, whether it's, you know, witchcraft or a certain religion or anything else, like having that time is sacred. It is special. And, um, yeah, it's really, it's a beautiful thing. And I honestly suggest people to really try to find that sacred time to where you can just be one with yourself and in my terms, be one with spirit, one with the light, one with higher vibrational beings. So first start out with, with being comfortable on your own, like sit, sit in a room for an hour and just, just let it all happen. Just be, be okay with it. And then agree. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the, because like, like you said, we were, we're all being rushed and 
to me, it's like working for the man. Like you need a job from nine to five and you need to work uh, five days a week. And, and we're always so far in the future that we forget to, to look in the here and the now. And um, like I said, the magic is in the little things. So to truly appreciate, um, I don't know, oh, good example. I, I almost started crying two days ago because uh, uh oh story time yes story time <laughs> <laughs> so i believe i manifested my cat and um i had a i had a different cat and um uh, i got her as a rescue and we installed a, a cat door and we saw her three times and then she ran away and never came back <laughs> so i i hope she's in a forest somewhere being happy and hunting mice and shit uh, oh yeah, yeah. i understand but then um, I always said I wanted a, a forest cat, a Norwegian, a Siberian, a Maycoon. Like I really loved the big cats. And well, uh, it's it's been like like half a year and the cat has not come back and I'm sad. I'm looking, I'm, I want to get a new kitty. And uh, I used to go to um, the shelter in uh, one area and they only had two cats. So it was not really like worth the drive to find out. And I, I didn't vibe with the the picture online so we went to another shelter which i don't vibe with at all it's just they 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 take good care of the animals and and it's it's they're good for them but i just i don't know i i don't like the vibes of there but we went anyways because they had like 28 cats so options enough and we went there and um we were in and we, we looked at a couple of cats shy cats active cats old cats and i couldn't really click and then all of a sudden I hear a forest cat. I heard a colleague say to another colleague, yeah, we have this forest cat and uh, this and that. And I look at my boyfriend, and I'm like, oh, no way. And they ask us a few questions because my the, the cat apparently slapped some kid and that's why they put it in the shelter. And no, we don't want kids. And uh, okay, we, we could go and see it. So then we walked in the room and there she was sitting on a ledge in the full sunlight, you know, paws, front paws, against each other just being majestic as fuck shittering from the golden sunlight and i'm like this is it i get chills again this is it this is my cat <laughs> that's and, awesome and and the thing is she was not even 10 minutes in she was not even she wasn't she wasn't checked up on the doctor nothing and we were there and we could take her home and usually those cats they are very expensive and they usually get um uh, rehomed instead of put in a shelter so it 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 was it was just meant to be it was just meant to be and i i do feel like a very very strong connection to that cat more than the other cat we have two cats and that that was the moment i manifested my cat but that was uh, almost 4 years ago and last tuesday finally she she went onto my lap and i could pet her and it took 4 fucking years <laughs> for her to trust me enough so she could be on my lap and I could pet her. And it was the most magical time ever. It was, oh, it was great. Yeah, that's that's actually really cool. Because my dog's yeah. like that. Uh, v, my fiance, he he picked out the dog. And that's he has a story, not like, it's similar vibe to your story. Yeah, I think animals definitely choose us to a degree. Yeah. And um, vice versa. Well, where can people find you? Like, uh, what is your internet name? Where would you like for people to go if they have any questions or if they're interested? I know um, 
you're in the beginning phases of kind of starting some social media stuff. So would you like to share that? Yeah, so I've been um, uh, physically not well, and um, uh, my uh, I believe in that my mind, body, and soul has to be uh, in line for order to um, let me help other people. So my life was a mess. Um, I've started. I have uh, accounts on YouTube, uh, Instagram, and yeah, on YouTube and Instagram, and it's called the Anomalous Witch, and I have a few things there. Not too many, but I'm in the process of starting up again because my life is back on track now almost. So, um, yeah, I'll be happy to make uh, more content. Um, what I really love to do is helping people with spells. And it's not so much that I, um, that I again, I, I, I make a spell for you and you just do it. No, we actively, like a teacher, I go sit alongside you, working on your spell, helping you. Um, make the right kind of spell, be sure that you make the right kind of uh, decisions for the spell to work. Um, um, yeah, just like a, like a mentor, like a coach. You can always uh, direct message me on Instagram. I will reply most of the time. Uh, we do have, uh, if you live in America, we do have an eight-hour zone difference. So if I don't react right away, I will react as fast as I can in the morning or something. Yeah, um, that's the average. That's like Central America, the center of America. Yeah. So if you're on the West Coast, it's an hour up to two hours more if you're past, like I think in Hawaii or um, parts of Alaska or a couple hours ahead. So for us, it's six hours. So it's a six to nine hour difference for those, depending on where you live, just to make sure the listener knows. Yeah, but I'm I'm always down for talk and I'm always down to ask questions and I'm an open book and uh, I can uh, see it from both perspectives, light and dark or in between. Um, I'll never judge you for it. Uh, I'll only say, I'll only give my advice and what you do with it is, is, is your business. Um, but I'm happy to help and I'll help for free also. Help for free. Free, free help, guys. Free heads out. Um <laughs> But um, yeah, I'm always down to talk. I'm always down to share, to share perspectives and to help. And um, if if spells gone wrong or something, I'm sure I can help. And otherwise, the the other two ladies can help. We're, we're, yeah, for sure. I don't, I don't want to brag, but we're kind of like the dream team. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we you we know? do help each other and vice versa if we have questions and yeah we're always down to give a little bit of advice and that's the anomalous witch guys and we'll include her links down below too yeah. so you don't have to like just search we'll, we'll have her information um pinned in the description box or the show notes however you're listening to this podcast mm-hmm. so it, it might be a little bit empty but i'm always always there so you just feel free to message me it's always good. I don't judge. It's always okay. That sounds awesome, Sauce. Well, Veronique, we really appreciate you coming on and sharing some of your plethora of knowledge about witchcraft yeah. and giving people advice that, you know, maybe uh, starting out and maybe uh, the opposite of casting a shadow on it, like actually shedding some light on the craft. So, yes, uh, light. Exactly. We need more and, light witches. Yes. And, you know, you were talking about the spiritual warfare. It's it's important. Like I've said this several times throughout the season, this has not changed. 
there is a division spiritually there always has been but right now it's very predominant there is there is darkness there is light and there are people that are so so uh called coming online basically and people are choosing whichever side and society is heading towards that division and this division is what's going to cause us to basically start a new cycle we are in the transformative phase of humanity right now so anywhere that you can bring in light and love you know if that's your thing you know i'm not pressuring anybody here but just <laughs> doing yeah doing kind things in general from a place of love and purity and uh selflessness always projects love and light and it puts it out into the universe and I'm a firm believer what we put out we do get back um I've had that proven to me time and time again so yeah definitely if you have any questions for Veronique hit her up we'll have her stuff in the description box thank you so much this was a lot of fun mm -hmm. it, it was a lot of fun all right guys we're gonna oh, go ahead and end this part this of the podcast but if we you hang so around we will be doing our outro probably have a few more bits of information to share with you guys and for you, the trio the for sanderson sure. sisters yeah, and i definitely think it's that's good that we just covered the basics like the basic stuff Cause you know we're not trying to get too deep into that at this time. Wink, wink, hint, hint. We've got a lot of time <laughs> left to talk more about this. Not in this season, but maybe later. I don't know. We're we're gonna. Talk I almost said that's what she little. said. Yeah, she she literally did. She literally did. I, I think it's gonna be not in. The, yeah, in the recording, it might be uh, left in or it might be edited out, just in case y'all did or did not hear it. But. We might be doing some more stuff with Veronique in the future. Super exciting. Um, and yeah, thank you, Veronique. It was a pleasure. Mm -hmm. And guys, this concludes basically episode 28. Again, we have 29, which we have a super special, awesome guest coming in for 29. I'm not ready to release that name yet either, but I did drop a hint in the last episode at the very end in the outro. And then we have dun, 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 episode 30 which is going to be a little different, but it's not going to be one you want to miss. Um, so we'll be releasing the details on those, but you definitely want to check out at the very least the last episode, but you're not going to want to miss the episode 29 either. Cause our super awesome special guest is really actually super awesome. And I would say fairly well known in the true crime community. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say she has a very interesting path and she has a very, very interesting guide that we're going to talk about, which some people may consider taboo. I don't know. Maybe I'm giving away too much because some people may know and some people may not know, but uh, she has a very interesting spirit guide um, that's kind of controversial among some people. Oh, so. Yeah yeah i'm gonna leave everybody in suspense there so emily do you have any final words uh i'm melting just kidding no i don't know <laughs> that's perfect because that's a wrap good <laughs> No, fuck that. I take that back. I'm over Wizard of Oz. That's a wrap. Hey, if you have a haunted story you want to share, you can email us at lights at midnight podcast at gmail.com. Get in touch with us there. We'd love to hear from you. We really appreciate y'all uh, hanging around and checking it out. 
And yeah, thank you so much. We are super excited to bring you some super awesome content. We really appreciate you guys checking us out. Thank you to all that took the time to listen to this week's episode. Your support means the world to us. And remember, all of us have the ability to shine brightly and shed positivity, even in the darkest of places. Stay safe, stay well, and light it up!